The Joe Rogan Experience. Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night, all day. Powerful Greg Fitzsimmons. Oh, man. What's up, buddy? Smoke a little right at Doors logo. Settle in. <laughs> Greg you know? wrote a, for folks who are just tuning in now, Greg wrote a Doors logo <laughs> on his notebook, like as if we were in high school. <laughs> <laughs> when, remember when you, we all used to do that in high school. Everybody, I used to do the Kiss logo. I was a big Kiss fan. Right. You know, and everybody. <laughs> Kiss didn't, the S's were like triangles on top, right? You, like, no, yeah. It's like, well, the, the S's go like a Z sort of. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Choo, choo. hey, um, do, do bands do that anymore? Do they still have logos? Yeah. But do they have logos that kids like draw on their notebooks or anything? N-I-N. Yeah, but Nine Inch Nails is not today, bro. No. Nine Inch Nails is from the 90s. True. No, like, the, bands of today. Like the, the kids new... that were really stoned could do Led Zeppelin. Remember, it had, like, a million <laughs> little scribbles. <laughs> yeah, and kids got props that were really right. good at that. Right. Like, if a kid could do a solid Doors logo from scratch. Like, right. wow. Well, my uh, one of my best friends, we used to sit in the back row, baked in eighth grade, and he would draw... On uh, desks, you know, shit like the Doors logos and all that. And I was the class clown. And now, like, all these years later, he's one of the top record uh, designers in the country. Yeah. He worked for Jimi Hendrix's estate for a while, doing all those, like, the re-releases that they did. He did all those album covers. My uncle used to do that. My uncle used to work for Howard Marks Advertising, which was the company that used to produce Kiss album covers. And I was a little kid. I met Ace Frehley. Ace Frehley came into the office, and he had no makeup on which was just insane. It was like I was seeing the Easter Bunny without his fucking <laughs> clothes on. I was like, yeah. what the fuck? I couldn't even believe he was really there. And the fact that he didn't have makeup on, it was like, it was almost like a life-changing event for like a 10-year-old or whatever the fuck I was. Right. Because it was just, I can't, couldn't believe he, he, this was, Ace really didn't have his makeup on. How's, right. he, how's he just walking around? And then I realized what a brilliant move that was. They were famous, but nobody knew what they looked like. Genius. Oh, it's the greatest move of all time. Yeah. Like, look, the Insane Clown Posse has the same thing. The Insane Clown Posse could be at the fucking 7-Eleven right next to you buying cigarettes. You would have no idea. Right. You don't know what they look like. Is that what they look like? No, that's Ace. Ace Freely. That's Ace Freely today. We're voiceover guys. Like, they got Matt Groening and the guys that do the Simpsons voices. They're making more than anybody, and they can sit in in a restaurant without getting annoyed. Yeah, that's so true. Well, Matt Stone and Trey Parker became famous. Like they they became famous. They did yeah. their own movie, and then they've done so many interviews, and they've done like they took acid, went to the Oscars. Remember that? They no. Wore women's dresses. No shit. Yeah, they wore women's dresses. I remember that. I didn't know acid. they were on acid. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> They're the greatest. They're so important for the culture. Guys like that are so important. Guys that can make those kind of shows, they're so Did you see uh, the Book of Mormon? Yes. Dude. Loved it. That opening song, I started <laughs> laughing so fucking hard, and then I looked around the theater, and people come in, and they know it's Matt Stone and Trey Parker, so they're, they're like, all right, this is going to be shocking. Right. But then when they start singing, fuck God in the mouth, ass, and cunt... <laughs> And I'm laughing, and I see the people are pulling back. Half the half the audience can't handle it. That makes me laugh twice as hard. And I and it, they're like far into the whole next scene, and I'm still doubled oh. over. Oh god, that was fucking brilliant. Here's here's them at the. Is office. that while you're in the dress? It's just such a magical evening, and everyone it's just everyone looks so spectacular. You know, we're just wanted to be a part of it's it. It's a all. night of magic. What? It's a night of magic. <laughs> <laughs> It's a night of magic. 
that's great dude when they did that fucking south park movie and satan and saddam hussein were in bed together and you see satan's dick and they're allowed to show his dick because it's fake it's because it's rubber (laughs) you know so they have like this rubber dick but it's it it was the movie it's so ridiculous well come on just suck my dick it was so ridiculous (laughs) you're like how are they getting away with this they push so hard too. Yeah. Like one of the reasons why they get away with putting all their shit in the movies is they put a bunch of stuff in the movies that are so fucked up that they have some bargaining tools. Yeah. Like they'll cut out some of this other stuff that they weren't planning on putting in there anyway. Yeah. But like the uh have you ever seen the full sex scene between the two puppets in <laughs> Team America? No. They shit on each other, they piss <laughs> on each other. I mean it's crazy. He drops a log on her chest. It's so That's ridiculous. what they cut out and That's then they, they released it? Yeah. So the scene is insane already. It's already, I remember the scene's insane, insane. right? It was way over the top in real life or the original version. But they probably, they do, I know they do that shit on purpose. Like yeah. we used to do that, like Paul Sims used to do that on news radio on purpose. Like they would say penis. Like there was a, an episode where Bill, uh, it was uh, Bill McNeil, was Phil Hartman's character, had to say penis on the air. Yeah. And he said penis like a hundred times, you know, and they, we, we, they put in like all these extra penises so they could trim it down. Right. And that episode like didn't air until the third season. They pulled that episode. Yeah. Like it's too controversial. Right. Wow. And then they aired it like in the third, third or fourth season. Did it seem weird? Like did you, it went like look different, like out of nowhere one week somebody had like purple hair instead or shorter hair or you know what i mean what do you mean because it was a different season right? no 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 no. well yeah it would definitely look different like you know three years people's faces change a little yeah just a slight amount you know it was uh, i went to the um the phil hartman had a star of fame put on the hollywood walk of fame he had a star and i went there and there were some people that i hadn't seen in 16 17 years like a lot of the writers and a lot of the people that worked on staff and it was weird it's like wow we're all getting fucking old this is strange yeah we're laughing about it but it is strange to yeah. see the weathering like my friend lou who i picture is this like boy-faced young kid is hilarious writer lou morton he had gray hair hmm. it's like wow Look me. I'm getting yeah. ready. Now, we just got together, me and a few college friends. And I hadn't seen them in years. And I looked around, and you start to think, wow, I must not look as good as I think because they look fucking terrible. And they're my peers. <laughs> you know, one guy is fat as shit. So if you get fat enough, there is a key to aging where if you can put enough fat into your face, it's like Botox and you don't <laughs> wrinkle and you kind of have that youthful glow because you're just filled with oil. We know William Shackner allegedly does that on purpose. I can see William that. Shackner says, I put on five pounds a year. <laughs> and five pounds a year keeps his face round. And I do it I just for men, and I keep it fat. Is that yeah. your move? Yeah. No. You're just coming up with an excuse for no. keeping it fat. <laughs> Bro, that's not true. Dr. Pepper 10. You can't say that, man, because William Shackner actually plans it, so you can't claim it. <laughs> That is an amazing thing. Yeah, what I used to do when I, when I wanted to get out of relationships, it's pretty much the same thing. I just... You just fatten up? <laughs> you fat them out? Do you ever hear, remember that Kinnison bit about getting out of relationships? No. Oh, you're the best bit. He's like, you know, not... He's like, I don't ever break up with them. He goes, I get them to break up with me. That fa- that way, they feel bad that they left me when I, when I needed them most. It's flawless. Like, he, he did this thing where he, really... he says, I just stay up for weeks and do coke. And, and then one, they go, Sam... I just, you're just not the guy that you were when I met you, and I'm sorry, but I I have to go. And she leaves! (laughs) It's flawless! (laughs) She leaves! 
And the best part about it, she feels bad because she left you when you needed her most. <laughs> and you got to go out into coke for three weeks. <laughs> Have you ever heard Marin tell the Kinnison stories? Oh, yeah, when he, uh, pissed on, he pissed on his bed. Well, just how crazy they were with coke. Yeah. Marin was on our podcast, and he said that he heard voices in his head for almost a year. Who Kinnison did? No, Marin did. Oh, from like, just they trauma. They did so much coke. Yeah, they did so much coke. He was hearing voices. Wow, dude, for yeah. like a year. Yeah, he said that Kinnison would just redline it all day. He was just gone for I days. Was like, and I days wonder at what it was like. Like, what what stops did he make in? Because he was like on the Sunset Strip, going to like record store, diner, bar, strip. Like yeah. in one day, he would make more stops than you would in a month. Yeah, just he, ripped out of his mind, sleeping three hours a night. He sometimes didn't sleep for days. Apparently, yeah, he was an animal. He was a. The, the funniest thing about him was that he was a reverend. F- people who are, if you if you never heard Kinnison, go go download Louder Than Hell. It was so offensive that Warner Brothers never released it as a CD. It's like one of the greatest comedy albums ever, but it's only on cassette because Warner Brothers still like, so much homophobic stuff on there. There's <laughs> just yeah, so much stuff yeah. that was so offensive to gay people, right. you know. And uh, so that was that was never released. It was never released as a CD. I used to have it as a cassette. But people have put it up now. You can get it. Oh, right. I gotta find that. Get it through torrents. It's not on iTunes or anything like that. Um, I don't think it's on iTunes, man. It might be. Just see if it is. Just for hell? No, no. Louder than hell. Loud as hell. Louder than hell. I think it's louder than hell. Uh, it's his first uh, CD, and then some of the material is uh, similar to what was on his first HBO special. Like there's some crossover with some of the material, but it's his best stuff. Yeah. Those two, the, his HBO special and Louder Than Hell. Those are the his, HBO special was from Montreal, right? No, it's from the the Roxy, oh. right up the street from uh, the Comedy Store. Okay, he did it at that theater on Sunset, yeah. which is perfect. Oh, it's on there. Is it? Yeah, it's on there. Oh, yeah, that's it, man. That right there, my opinion, best comedy CD ever. That's my number one. Somebody had to say to me, "What was the most influential comedy CD?" That's it. Huh. The, I think he was the best ever yeah. for a year. Yeah. I think for one year plus two years, whatever it was, when he was just a maniac. Right. But you just can't. You can't keep, keep that, that up. going because it's so awful. It's because he body. was on the crest of the wave. You know, mm-hmm. the wave. A wave has depth. There's like there's a lot of failure and a lot of frustration underneath the ocean, and it builds until it swells, and then that fucking wave pops out, and that's where he was on the crest of that wave, and he rode it, and he got to shore and just fucking crashed. Well, he was. A superstar, all of a sudden, a out of metaphor. nowhere. That, that was, was pretty awesome. goddamn good. It's similar to Hunter S. Thompson's metaphor about what happened in the seventies. You ever heard that thing? Yeah, it's done to like. It's great. It was in um, the movie, uh, the um, the Johnny Depp movie. Oh yeah, um, uh, Fear and Loathing in Las right. Vegas, where he played him. Yeah, Johnny Depp did an awesome job of uh, pu- pull that up. See if we could find it. Um, the uh, wave speech from Fear and oh, Loathing shit. in Las Vegas. Did I just Vegas. steal? Did I just steal that? No, oh, good. no. You probably never heard it. No. Did you ever read Fear and Loathing? No. Oh, it's so good. Johnny Depp was at the comedy store the other day watching Doug Stanhope. <laughs> That's weird. funny. Really? It's, yeah. That's yeah. They're buddies. That's another thing, though. That that th- he's another one. Hunter S. Thompson was another one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. He's another one that just burnt it out, man. This did you is used it. to read him in Rolling Stone magazine, or you'd read? No, his books? I read his books. Yeah. The first one I read was uh, Fear and Loathing. It's not on? This is it. 
Strange memories on this nervous night in Las Vegas. Has it been five years? Six? It seems like a lifetime. <laughs> the kind of peak that never comes again. San Francisco in the middle 60s. This is it right here. Was a very special time and place to be a part of. But no explanation. No mix of words or music or memories can touch that sense of knowing that you were there and alive in that corner of time in the world. Whatever it meant. There was madness in any direction. At any hour, you could strike sparks anywhere. There was a fantastic universal sense that whatever we were doing was right, that we were winning. And that, I think, was the handle. That sense of inevitable victory over the forces of old and evil. Not in any mean or military sense. We didn't need that. Our energy would simply prevail. We had all the momentum. We were riding the crest of a high and beautiful wave. So now, less than five years later, you can go up on a steep hill in Las Vegas and look west. And with the right kind of eyes, you can almost see the high water mark. That place where the wave finally broke and rolled back. Johnny Depp's a bad motherfucker. Uh, he is a bad motherfucker. He's a bad motherfucker. Guy can act his dick off. Yeah. <clears throat> but that was he that guy, Hunter S. Thompson, was real similar to me, to Kennison, because he just burnt it out. Yeah. And it was all coke. It was just coke and booze and just Wah! and then he wrote a couple of great books and then there was just nothing left. Yeah. And then towards the end, I mean, he was if you've ever seen Hunter S. Thompson on Letterman. It's sad. Yeah. Because you can't, you literally can't understand him. Yeah. You can't understand the words that are coming out of his mouth. Like he's. You think he just fried his brain or it just. Fried it. Yeah. Cooked it, barbecued yeah. it, sauteed it, minced it up, ran it through a fucking grinder, fried it again. And it wasn't just Coke. He was, was just everything. pill everything. 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 A lot of acid. Everything he could get his hands on. Yeah. He was a maniac. Yeah. There's a video or a um, an article, rather, where a reporter followed him around and monitored his drug usage for the day. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know if this was a typical day, but this was this one day. And I bet it was a typical day because he always talked about it. I guess your system just gets used to it. Did you see him doing those hand things like where he's going like that's this? What Thompson used to do that when he yeah. was right. I know somebody, a friend of ours that does that <clears throat> all the time. And, and Probably I copies I can Johnny see Depp. That. <laughs> well, you know, it's sort of like, uh, uh, it's visceral. He may have some kind of learning disorder. No, he's thinking. He's yeah. thinking. When he's thinking, he's like, hmm, right. that's all it is. All right, here's here's his daily routine. 3 p.m., rise. 3.05, Shiva's Regal with morning papers. <laughs> Smokes Dunhills. 3.45, cocaine. 3.50, another glass of Shiva's. Another Dunhill. 4.05 p.m., by the way, first cup of coffee and a Dunhill. 4.15, cocaine. 4.16, orange juice and another Dunhill. 4.30, cocaine. 4.54, cocaine. 5.05, cocaine. 5.11, coffee, Dunhills. 5.30, get more ice in the Shivas. Cocaine at 5.45, 6 o'clock, smoking grass to take the edge off the day. 
7 p.m. The day, three yeah. hours into it. Three hours in, lit. 7.05, Woody Creek Tavern for lunch. Heineken, uh, two margaritas, coleslaw, a taco salad, double order of fried onion rings, carrot cake, ice cream, a bean fritter, Dunhills, another Heineken, cocaine, and for the rest <laughs> of the ride home, a snow cone, a glass of shredded ice, which is poured over four jiggers of Chivas. Okay, so the snow cone is Chivas. Okay, 9 p.m., start snorting cocaine seriously, it says. <laughs> 10 p.m., drops acid. <laughs> 11, 11 p.m., chartreuse, I don't know what that is, cocaine and grass. 11.30, cocaine, et cetera, et cetera. 12, midnight, Hunter S. Thompson is ready to write. Wow. That's when he sits down to write. 12.05 to 6 a.m., he writes, chartreuse, cocaine, grass, shivas, coffee, Heineken, clove cigarettes, grapefruit, Dunhills, orange juice, gin, continuous pornographic movies. 6 a.m. <laughs> in the hot tub with champagne, Dove bars, fettuccine Alfredo. Mm. 8 a.m. Halcyon, which is sleeping pill. 8.20, sleep. So he would take a sleeping pill at 8.20 in the morning after riding it hard. What I love is that most people, it's about, if I get this work done, then I can have a drink. Nope. With him, it's the opposite. Yeah, he got wild. He actually wild, did the work. Yeah, he got wild to the core where there was nothing left but just savage chemicals flowing through the brilliant core of his mind. And then he just sat in front of that typewriter and let it rip for six hours. Just focused it onto the, <laughs> uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I love it. Wow, that's but you insane. Can't, you can't, can't do can't that last. for long. It doesn't last. Right. And in the end, it's ugly. Pull pull up uh, Hunter Thompson on David Letterman. It's kind of <laughs> like life is about finding that line where you are pushing yourself and you are finding your edge, mm. but you're not burning yourself out. This is way more than an edge. I mean, this is um, it's a suicidal thing. And yeah. with Hunter, he also had it in his head that when the time would come, he would take his own life. Yeah. He just, he was like, this, this getting old shit is not Takes the pressure off. Yeah. He was convinced. I mean, he had told everyone around him that uh, when it gets too much, I'm just going to end this. Like, I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to slowly drift away when I know there's no hope in sight. Yeah. And for him, like, they would do operations on him, like, did a hip operation, like, you got to stop drinking. He's like, get the fuck out of here. Boom. Hits it that night. Yeah. Like, right away. What is this? Oh, here we go. I don't know if this is the right one because he's on been on a lot. This is from 2012. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. 2012 is perfect because that's the end. I don't even think he was alive in 2012. No. When did he kill himself? It's lo longer than two years ago. Oh, maybe this just meant uploaded in 2012. Yeah. Oh, oh uploaded, Jesus. uploaded, uploaded. Seems pretty recent though. No, 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 no. I mean, not that recent. Yeah, fairly right. It's not. It's not old Letterman with right. a full head of hair. Right. Yeah. By all means, make yourself at home. Yeah, he died in 2005. Hey, move this away from you. know, it's been a long time since I've seen you. Help me refresh my memory. Doctor, your doctor is what? What? What area? What discipline are you a doctor in? Of. We doctor. discussed that last time. It was divinity. Oh yeah, chemotherapy. Uh huh. And. Uh, Journalism. Uh, where, where did you go to, to study? Uh, where did you get your divinity? Uh, where, where was it? Like, We've been like, through this. It's an old story. Really? Yeah. Where did you go to Yale? Were you a, a seminary in Yale? I did not go to the Yale Divinity School. No. Uh, where did you go, Hunter? David, I'm not going to discuss these things. You'd rather move on? Yeah. Okay. You went to Bowl State, is that it? I went to Ball State, not Bowl State. Ball State, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Sorry. <laughs> with the ball state. Uh, how, how you been? Smoky. All right. Yeah. yeah. Well, what did, uh, you're 60 years old now. Is that is that right? Yeah. It seems weird. I thought you were dead too. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to no, Really, uh, yeah. it has been so long. Yeah. And, and, and does this does it mean anything to you? Turning 60? Is it? No. No. Yeah. I don't know what I think. Yeah, the guys must have kind of some dark sense of humor. Keep him around this long. This is actually way yeah. better than the one I was thinking of. The one I was thinking of, now that I remember it, is actually Conan. He was on Conan, oh, and right. Conan uh, went shooting with him. Right. They went out to his uh, Woody Creek. He has this place in Woody Creek with a lot of land, and he would just set up things and just fucking blow them away with guns. And he had Conan out there um, blowing out guns with him, and I swear you could barely understand him. Yeah. It was just... Had a good line, though. I thought you were dead, too. Yeah. That was sharp. <laughs> he is. Letterman didn't expect that upper <laughs> yeah. that uppercut. Yeah. He's a fun, he was a funny dude. Me to say, well, that's not going to happen. Uh, I said, all right, let's do it. We brought a camera crew. Here's what happened. I think they're ready over on the firing range. Should we head over that way? Yeah. And, yeah, and the sure. idea is uh, you're going to instruct me in, in how to blow things to hell. Well, no, we're going to do art. 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 What can I get you, sir? I'll have that huge shotgun over there. <laughs> Good words, brother. Thanks. Little more. A little more there. How about a little? Thank you. That's Thank you. good. You know, shoot a few things. And loosen us up. Yeah. Loosen us up. They're drinking booze and shooting things. That was pretty good. That was his character on Doonesbury. right? Yeah. They used to make fun of him on Doonesbury. Well, that's it's a good example, I guess. <clears throat> it's, it's better as it gets on and he gets more drunk, I guess. That's probably why. Wow. Couldn't understand him. But if you go from that to what he sounded like, how articulate he was when he was younger, how clear yeah. he was to understand. You know, like from the... Uh, the documentary Gonzo, Life and Times of Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah. There's some interviews of him when he was in black and white, and you know, you got to see what he was like as a young man. There's some serious deterioration by the time he got to 60. Yeah. And in perspective, Sylvester Stallone is 67 or 68, and he's shredded. Mm-hmm. You know, talks great, still doing action movies. You know, that just shows you the impact that Hunter put on his body. Yeah. 60, whatever he was there, 62. And just well, and that he lived, so he actually has a strong, you know, he he, he could handle that shit. Most people would have died of uh, liver disease or yeah. killed themselves before. Well, 60's not that old, man. I mean, he, what, how, he was 62, 62 when he died. That yeah, is but think the, about it, that's 40-something years of pounding substances in your body. And yeah. probably not exercising ever. No. No. Eating, no, no eating fucking Dove bars in a yeah. hot tub. Fuck, man. Fettuccine Alfredo at 8 o'clock in the morning. He was an animal. Ugh. <laughs> Would you do that if you knew you could come back and you wouldn't be addicted and you wouldn't be dead? Would you take that lifestyle on for one month? No, I wouldn't want to feel like that. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a speed guy at all. I don't like, I like coffee. It's good for conversation. Yeah. But I have no desire to try the speeds. I think no, I, I just mean like more in terms of just much. completely being obliterated. Yeah. Just, <sighs> I don't, I couldn't do it. Yeah. I couldn't do it because I would know, I know too much about what it's doing to my body. Yeah. Like I could do it for a night. Mm-hmm. For a night, I could go on a bender. You know? Do you do that? I have. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've definitely had some nights where I got just destroyed. But again, no, co- there's no coke involved. Nah. You know, it was mostly Jack Daniels or uh-huh. something like that. Just a few too many shots, getting crazy, smoking too much weed. But the big difference between that and what he was doing was he was doing it all day. I mean, if I would do it, it'd be like, you know, you start at 10, by 1 o'clock in the morning, you're basically done. And then you're like just trying to find somewhere to eat and sober yeah, up. Right. But this guy was gunning it all day like that, writing books. And he went three hours before he put solid food in his body. Yeah. 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 And just drinking and doing coke. <laughs> Smoking Dunhills. I mean, I have too much. I have too much carbs in the afternoon. I need to nap at four o'clock. <laughs> I think part of me, like, I quit drinking a long time ago. Part of it was like I just didn't want to deal with the hangover energy. It's awful. It's one of the worst feelings. It's such a waste s- of time. You just feel like such a fucking idiot. Like I just sacrificed several days. It's almost like, like say if you had a job that really sucked and you worked for like a week, saved up all your money, and then you went to the casino and you blew it in five seconds yeah You're like you fucking idiot right. all the time you wasted it seems almost similar when you're hung over because it's like what what did i have fun for an hour and then the last two hours were a fog and then i threw up and then i went to sleep and then i woke up and i feel like death for two days yeah what that can't be worth it well i can remember being young enough where you, i'd hook up with a one-night stand shit-faced get it done Never had a problem getting it done. Always closed. Good for you. Good for you. And then waking up in the morning still drunk and then going for the morning sex and feeling good about it because then after, there's no hangover after the morning sex. There's just like a light buzz. But that's at, you know, 21. Yeah, 2021, you're a different thing. You're a battery. Yeah. You're a full battery. Just Plus, you're free. You can't believe no one's telling you what to do. You can't believe for the first time in your life, no one is telling you when you have to go to bed, when you have to be home. Like, you're a man. You're a free man for the first time. Those years are buck wild. Mm -hmm. Those years from whenever you get out of the house... Whenever you're paying your own bills, whenever you have a like, you're like, I guess I'm an adult now. Mm. I have a job and an apartment. Whoa. Yeah. And you're deciding when you go to bed. Yeah. In a way, you feel like an adult, and in a way, you feel like a little child because yeah. that little child gets to play. Yeah. And explore the night. Like, you know, all of a sudden at 4.30 in the morning, you're not like, now, if I'm up at 4.30 in the morning, I'm like, how the fuck do I get to bed as soon as possible? Then you're like, what else? What else can we f- stumble on? Is there a door I can knock on? Is there possibly a booty call I can make right now? Yeah. Who's got Coke? <laughs> How do you keep this thing rolling? And then it's like you you mortgaged your house, and then on top of the mortgage, like when the Coke comes into the picture, it's like now you're just taking out loans from, from Shylock's now. Now you're going <laughs> fucking to the worst loan sharks, yeah. and you're like, listen, listen, listen. One week, I'll pay you back. I'm paying it all back. That's how you feel when you do the Coke. Yeah. The Coke is the one that I, I ducked, ducked it my whole life. I love you. You love it too much, man. That's why yeah. I love you Coke. Would, really you great. would start talking so much. You'd do 20 podcasts at the same time. That's what my friend Jimmy Law was told me like when we were in high school. They were, he was, <laughs> they were all doing it at this uh, party. And uh, Jimmy goes, don't do it. You'd like it too much. Yeah. And I go, okay. That's all I need to hear. Anytime a guy who likes to do Coke tells you not to do Coke. <laughs> And he didn't like to do coke, but uh, he had a cousin that liked to do coke. It's it's just I, I saw too many kids, too but many kids that were just they would just be engrossed in it. It's all they wanted. I saw kids. You know, we did all the drugs, but coke was too expensive, so we did it. But it was kind of a luxury item. We were more like a lot of my friends were doing angel dust because that was cheap. 
mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of mescaline. Do you ever take mescaline? Never took it. It's kind of a. It's. I think it's a form of acid, right? No, mescaline is a form of peyote. Oh, it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's very synthetic like colorful. Yeah, you see a lot of colors, peyote. and you laugh a lot. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that's uh, that's shit. I never got a hold of. Never got a hold. Of. Those all like when that was going around, like mask. That was all going around like post high school, like just after high school, when I was in my super healthy phase. Yeah, all throughout like like from high school to like you know twenty one, twenty two. There was very little drinking, very little partying, very mm. very little. Like the occasional joint would come out if I had a couple of beers, but it was so rare. And I always felt guilty after I did it. That was those were the healthy days. I was selling mescaline for a little while. This guy, this guy Andre, the blackest, blacker than your coffee, <laughs> this dude, and tough. And he was like in and out of juvie homes. Oh, and no. so he got me to sell it to my friends. So I would have a bag because like a lot of my friends were into the Grateful Dead, and we go to a Dead show, and I would just sell like a hundred hits of mescaline. <laughs> and so, uh, so then one day, I guess. I didn't even owe him money. Like, he he would give me a bag, and then I'd pay him after I sold it. And time wasn't really up yet, but I came home one afternoon, and I opened the front door to my house, and I walk in. And we lived in a pretty nice house. And my mom is sitting with Andre in the living room having tea. And she never met him. She just He just showed up looking Whoa. for me. And I was like, Uh-oh. What the fuck? That's uncomfortable. That ended my uh, my drug dealing days ended right there. Yeah, you don't want Andre embedded <laughs> in your life. Imagine if you came on while Andre was banging your mom. Oh, because he would do that. I know Andre, <laughs> and she's on mask. I know Andre. Andre would do it. <laughs> Andre. Yeah, he lit up her drink. He had tea with her. Dropped a tab in her tea. Right now the doors are playing. Riders on the storm, and you open the door, and he's just fucking hammering your mom from behind. Father, yes, son, I want to kill you. Into this house we're born. And you just, and you're like, what? And I walk in, and he turns his head and sees me, and gives me a look that makes me have to fucking leave the room. Mid-stroke, doesn't even stop banging my mom. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to see this. I don't want to see that shit, and he, I'm on mask. Jedi mind tricked you. These are not the droids you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> Andre working every <sighs> angle. Think of it, someone like that banging your mom. Oh. Whoa, that's dark. Yeah, that would be brutal. That's dark. Seeing his ass, you know, that prison ass. <laughs> you oh. don't know what it's been through. It's probably got striated muscle tissue all yeah. throughout it, too. It looks terrifying. Right. Like you think about the amount of force he could generate with that ass. Oh my god! Yeah, strong thighs because oh. he's walking around selling drugs. He's out yeah, on the street, exactly. Constant motion, a lot of cardio. And now he's got the back of his, th- his thighs ripping and driving. You know that oh. drive you get from the inside of your thighs mm-hmm. when you're really oh, fucking. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's doing that to her. Oh good lord! <laughs> oh, is good this airing? Lord. Is this actually no, going no, out? No, 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 no. We'll, we'll throw it. We'll edit that part out. Do you know on Riders on the Storm he does one track singing and there's another track he's whispering. Really? It's at really the same haunting. Time. Yeah, play it. It's like uh, at the same time. We'll get pulled you... off of YouTube if we play it, won't we? Yeah. And you never know Jamie's why that's like, song. like, whatever. Let's just do it. Okay, well, let's see. I never knew why it was so haunting. And then you hear that, and it's like, fuck. This nice Vimeo trick. doesn't They did off. cool shit back in the 60s when they oh, were yeah. coming at multi-track recording. They were doing all kinds of cool shit. Mm-hmm. You know, the Beatles, yeah. backtracking stuff. Well, a lot of that was Phil Spector, that crazy Oh, is that right? His, his wall, the wall of, of sound. sound. Yeah. Right. 
If you don't know the Phil Spector story, Phil Spector was known for pulling guns on people. That was his thing. We'd always pull guns on people. And uh, he got back to his house. He picked up some woman, I think at the House of Blues. I think she was like a waitress or something. Got her back to his house, put a gun in her mouth and pulled the trigger. Blew her fucking brains out. And went through this big trial because of it. Yeah. And in the trial, he would wear, like, different wigs every day. He was bald, and so he would wear these crazy, like, 1960s wigs. Like, the most ridiculous wigs ever. Like, during his trial. Yeah, I remember like, that. Pull up, pull up some photos of Phil Spector's wig. Here's the, the Doors Whisper track. Okay. This is just yeah. the track with yeah. the whisper and the percussion. He was a sexy dude. Fuck yeah. Phil, this is Phil Spector when he was in court, uh, yeah. in court for murder, and he's wearing <laughs> that wig. That's not a Photoshop either. That was yeah. a real wig. And yeah. he would wear different ones. Like some days they would be different. Like he had a Wait. couple different wigs. Yeah. See if you find the other one. Yeah. I get so confused because that trial happened, I think, around Here, the same time as, uh, wow, Ellen DeGeneres <laughs> on trial. <laughs> ah, ah, it's Martina Navratilova mixed with Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> Then ask me how the fuck I pulled Martina Navratilova. But you said troll in the middle Trollova. of it somehow. <laughs> Trollova. <laughs> Wasn't she like one of the first lesbians? Like the first yeah, out lesbian? Yeah, she came out during the AIDS thing. And uh, that, that was, was like big... the 80s, right? Yeah, I guess, not, you know, 84, 85. She had balls. Did she? Tough chick. No, tennis balls. Yeah, she's but, she's a badass. But she did, this is what he really looked oh, like. Oh, that's Man, gruesome. Creepy. Yeah. Looks like the guy that killed uh, Patrick. What's his face and Ghost? Patrick. Uh, no, you know, who, you know who that was. <laughs> who was it? That was uh, the comic who died of AIDS. Black guy in New York. Charlie Burnett. No, other black guy in New York who died of AIDS. Who um, else died of AIDS? He not black Hispanic. Oh, who the fuck was that? Died of AIDS, I remember, because I started dating his girlfriend about six months later. Oh, that dude. Yeah, no. He also died. He died too? Yeah. How did he die? I don't know. Something with his face, probably. (sighs) But Phil Spector didn't die, that fucker. He's in jail. They nailed him? They nailed him down? I guess when he had bang checks, he would like to put guns in their mouth and shit. You could see that. And he wound up shooting her. 
Yeah. I mean, oh, by accident, you think? It might have been that, or it might have been just the murderer. I don't know. Well, but if you his- think about it, if you had no value on human life, and everyone's trying to go for the big, the biggest orgasm you can get, whether it's doing coke, grabbing your own balls, cock ring, but think about blowing somebody's head off as you came. That would be huge. <laughs> That would probably be if you were like a total psychopath. That would probably be the the end all. Be like coming and taking at the same time, <laughs> putting human life into her as you take it out yeah. of her, and then imagining that your loads actually got her pregnant, and that that kid would be born to a body that just died, would be conceived into a body that just died. It would be right the- when the loads get to the egg. The loads crack open the egg. And they're like, sorry, boys, the factory's been shut down. There's, uh, she's dead. What? But we just got here. He just came inside her. The eggs are here. Everything's fine. Let's do it. Let's do it. Her spirit goes into his dickhole. It's like the opposite of an abortion. She dies, baby lives. (laughs) The baby gets conceived. (laughs) Like the first days of life. That that is the, right, that's the number one debate when it comes to abortion. It's not whether or not women should have to keep the baby and get pregnant. The real debate is when is it actually a person? Because I don't think it's a person when it's two cells. You know, I think if this is a, you see two cells there and those two cells could grow to become a person. I feel like if you snuff those two cells right now, there and then, you're good. I don't feel like you killed somebody. But if it gets to be like six months, and it's inside the the woman's body, and it could live outside of her womb. Is that a baby? When, what, at what year, or at what month, rather? Well, what, what Jonathan day? Jonathan Katz used to say, "I think life begins after the second cup of coffee." <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's right out of the gate, right out of the box, like yeah. conception, right into the box, like. As soon as that thing turn, as soon as that thing combines the egg and the, that's life. That's yeah, it. I'm not saying you shouldn't be able to kill it. <laughs> I'm just saying it is a lie. Don't kid yourself. Like, don't so- don't fucking soft sell it. If mm-hmm. you're gonna get an abortion, you got an abortion. If you took the morning after pill, you aborted a life. You have the right to do it, and I support that. But don't pretend it wasn't high stakes what you just did. That's so important to say and so taboo. Mm-hmm. Like what you're doing right now is so like you that can be demonized. You could be thought of as insensitive. People can get angry and you at you. It, they've people have concocted certain politically acceptable phrases yeah. for certain things. And abortion, you know, for abortion, the number one issue is always a woman's right to choose. But a woman's right to choose exactly what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? I'm down for you having the right to do whatever you want with your body. I don't think that anybody, especially anybody that can't have a life in their body, like a man, we can't even understand what that is. It's too, it's too far outside. The, it's impossible for us. It's, it's only like fiction. It's only like when we, when we try to pretend to understand, to put ourselves in the, the mind of a woman that's pregnant, we're just making things up. Yeah. We have no point of reference whatsoever. It's a whole dimension. Yeah. It's a different dimension. So I don't, think it's our, I don't think it's any of our business. But as far as that, as far as like whether or not a woman should be able to end this life form inside of her body, but why do we have this desire to pretend that it's something other than a person? Like I got in this argument with this dude on Twitter, this comic. Seems to be a funny guy. But he kept calling me right wing and saying that I was uh, saying right wing talking points. And I said, listen, I'm 100% in support of a woman's right to choose. You're, you're hearing me wrong here. But what I'm saying is it was because Dawkins had compared 
a um a, a, a a fetus inside a body that you know that it was like i think he had compared it to like a baby pig i forget what the uh that i forget no more of a human than a baby pig is yeah you know i guess he's talking in scientific terms how like a very very young fetus like whatever age it is when you decide it's a fetus and he was saying that i was like that's ridiculous that's it's such a ridiculous point and it fucks up the whole argument because obviously that baby pig can't become a person but that fetus is going to be a person. Everybody fucking knows it. So mm. stop playing this game. This is a stupid game. Yeah. And then this comic starts going at me for like this UK guy, Frankie Boyle. Seems like a nice guy. Seems like a funny guy, you know? But he was saying that I was saying all these right-wing talking points that I'm uh, and I'm like, I'm not right-wing by any stretch of the imagination. But what is it? That's not a seed, man. Yeah. It's not a seed. Okay, a seed has to be planted to become life. That fucker's planted. That's a sapling. It's a person. It's going to be a person. If you keep f- eating food and you don't take too much heroin, that's going to be a fucking person. And and we all think about what our lives are. The miracle of, you know, not knowing how the universe works. And, you know, there's theories and there's paradigms and there's scientific mm-hmm. data. And we've got, we're getting a broad sense of what, what, the, what the actual material end of it is. But the magic of the sperm and egg becoming something, like, that's it. Don't, yeah. that, that is when life begins. And, you yeah. know, we don't know why. We don't know if there's a God making it happen or if it really is like a million monkeys typing Shakespeare. But it happened, and it's life. Well, I'm, I'm offended whenever anyone tries to lump any discussion of any subject into one of those categories where you can't question it. Or one of those categories where it's not open to discussion, that there is a certain acceptable uh, opinion on it yeah. that you're supposed to have as an intelligent person, as a progressive, you're supposed to have one opinion. And if you question it at all, deviate outside of that one opinion at all, you are a piece of shit. Right. You're a bad person. You know, you you're you're outside of what we're all trying to push. We have an yeah. agenda to push. If you talk outside of that agenda, I mean, for a comic to think like that to me is particularly offensive because, like, you're not we're we're not being honest about what it actually is. And also, it's. It's just putting issues into black and white terms instead of knowing. It's like, you know, I can, I can not support the war and I can still support the troops. Mm-hmm. Can I have that fucking distinction or is it Nuanced one thought. or the other? Nuanced thought. Right. It's like people now saying, I support the state of Israel. I don't support the government of Israel right now and what they're doing. You can do both. You yeah. don't have to be fucking, you know, a Zionist or an anti-Zionist. And it's the same thing with this. It's like, you know... Abortion being something that is in the hands of women exclusively is a fucking weird situation because ultimately the man is involved. So can we at least have an opinion about it? Well, you know, even if you have an opinion about it, I mean, I'm not calling for an opinion that I should have any opinion as to whether or not a woman should do it. I, I remove myself from that. I should have no opinion. This is what I think. This is my, my belief. I can't, I don't think I can stop you from doing something to your body. At a certain point in time, when is it immoral, though? Is it immoral when it's nine months old? If Is it immoral if you have an abortion the day before your kid was going to be born? Mm. That's, that's a real question. And to pretend that's not a real question, I think, is preposterous. I mean, it's preposterous. It doesn't, doesn't make any sense. Like, how can you not discuss this? You don't want this discussed because this is not in the framework of what you think is, like, progressive liberal yeah. thought. That... That becomes a problem. No, I've been doing this bit where I ask the women in the audience, do you support a woman's right to choose? And then they almost all clap. And then I say, and how many of you have had abortions? And nobody ever fucking claps. And I was like, you know, 
that's a right that's under attack. And if you are ashamed to say that you do it, you're going to lose that fucking right. Like I'm, like, I'm ashamed that I masturbate, but you outlawed. I'm walking down Main Street with my dick out. Like, hell no. So, I, I mean, I think that that's the thing about that, about abortion is if you shroud it in shame, which the Republicans do and which women are owning and absorbing, they, they shouldn't internalize it. They should say, no, I have, I've had abortions. I don't think it's any of our business. I don't think, I think the thing about asking someone if they've had an abortion is like, you know, it's, you're, you're asking a very intimate question to someone where it's probably an opinion or a decision that they had to make where maybe it wasn't a happy time, you know, maybe it's a dark moment. And so you're asking them to tell you, some person that they've never met, that they have this dark memory, that they have this thing in their life that they're not happy with. Like just because everybody has an opinion or just because, you know, someone has an abortion rather, it doesn't mean that the way they look at that abortion is a happy thing or a relief or something that, you know, they would do again. It might have been a mistake. But it's been framed as a political issue. And so yeah, but you they will th- that personal thing that they don't want to talk about, mm-hmm. if they never talk about it, they're not going to be yeah, able to do not, that it's personal It's not about thing. talking about it. It's about admitting it in public in front of a bunch of strangers at a comedy club where everyone's drinking. And what percentage of the population it's are asking absolutely a lot. assholes? <laughs> it's asking way too <laughs> it's much. It's asking a lot. <laughs> It's asking way too I just much. Am, I am very curious in that moment. I know. You, you, and once, you know, once I just want to see a woman just start clapping in the middle. You know, I had a great one. I was, I, I don't remember where I was. I don't remember what, what, how the subject got to this. But some woman in the audience yelled out something about anal sex. You know, about either not liking it or liking it. I don't remember. But I remember something like, I go, that is very rare that someone would yell out you know, about anal sex, you would want to keep that like pr- probably pretty private. Right. That could be potentially embarrassing. Like, like I'll give you an example. Like how many women here like taking it in the ass? And, and I thought, and a couple that actually clapped and yelled. And I was thinking any girl who would clap and yell when that question comes up, how many women like taking it in the ass? Like that's a girl who really likes taking it in the ass. <laughs> I mean, she's completely comfortable with it when she's like, look, yeah. I'm the girl. Yeah. I'm that one. Yeah. If you're looking for that one out of a hundred that asked for it, here she is. Right. You know, if you don't know what you like, how are you going to be happy in life? <laughs> and then you got to put that message out there. Well, that asshole is not filling itself. <laughs> <laughs> you need to. You need to be a hawker. You got to hawk you your own it. asshole. Well, you got to let everybody know you are that special person. Yes, that rare person. Because some likes guys, it you're afraid to even try it with mm-hmm. your wife. You know, you could go 20 years, and then all of a sudden, maybe on your 50th anniversary, you try to stick it in her ass, and she's like, "Thank you, finally." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she was always almost bringing it up, but pulled back out of embarrassment. He, if he wanted it, he would have tried it. Right. I'm not going to tell him I want to fuck in the ass. Gladys, tell him you want it in the ass. No, You've been I together just, for 20 years. I just don't think Harvey would like that. I don't think he'd respect me. Meanwhile, she goes to Harvey's fucking laptop, and it's all bookmarks. <laughs> Teen in ass, DP in ass, ass to mouth. Yeah, all of his bookmarks. The screensaver just looks like a spider. It's a fucking close-up of a dirty it's, asshole. It's outside sock one of those like uh, expanded those those butt socks where butt someone sock. just has a, an exploded asshole which by the way never saw until i saw the internet never knew that that was a thing is it like a post anal sex thing yeah, well, you just, just get swollen s- things stuffed in your ass yeah. till your ass comes out like a like an unrolling oh. thick wool sock jew clam 
It's horrible. No, that was just that was oh, a different Jesus thing. Jesus Christ! It's unbelievable what people do with their buttholes these days. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's well, like it's the new frontier. Line. It's the new yeah. frontier. I talked to a friend of mine who got divorced, and he's a he's a comedian, and he's got you know he's got enough celebrity where he can, and he said, Greg. They all want it in the ass now. He goes, it's fucking crazy. He's like, I was never into ass sex, and now it's like, it's just what you do. Wow. Yeah. Those kids today, they're nuts. Absolutely nuts. You ever see guys stuff his nuts in there? <sighs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> How did he know he liked that? How did he figure that out? I think people just get bored. <laughs> they just get bored, and they just do whatever they can do. You know, they just, after you do a certain amount of porn... I mean, I would imagine if you've done porn for like 10 years, just the thought of just having regular sex is probably so boring to you. Yeah. You know, that's when they want to like put on flippers and shit and yeah. fucking snorkels and fuck in the tub and they, they want to just do ridiculous shit. Yeah. They want to put pinwheels on their nipples and, yeah, you know, put a bullet, you know, one of those target signs on their asshole and have <laughs> the guy run across them because they're artists. You know, everybody, no matter what you do for a living, you should feel like there's a level at which you can do it as an artist. Mm. And I think there are porn stars that really want to, like Belladonna, I think they really want to actually do something that, intri- that that's creative for them. Maybe. It's possible. Pregnant porn? Come on. Yeah. Pregnant porn and probably many things up her ass while pregnant. Many. Well, yeah, she, she won Best Double Anal once. Uh, uh, <laughs> No, Best. she won single anal twice. Oh. <laughs> I got confused. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, man, that's probably one of the toughest jobs for people to forget you from. Like, say, like, if you were the host of, like, American Bandstand, you know, and you were on TV for a long time doing American Bandstand, you know, you could quit... And mi- millions of people saw you on American Bandstand, and within a decade, nobody will really hold it against you that you were on American Bandstand. They they don't they won't define you by that job. But if you're a chick that's been involved in multiple gangbangs with these huge dicks and just fucking lube all over you, and guys making you gag, and your mascara is running like. That almost never leaves you. All right. Like well, for the, a woman, it almost never leaves. Her. Tracy Lord might be the only one that got close to escaping. Yep, she got yeah. close. Yeah. She got in mainstream movies, and and she, she turned out to be pretty intelligent. So she would go on shows. She did music too. I think. I think did she? she? Yeah, I think she was like producing music. Debbie Harry, I believe, did porn. What? Kim Kardashian from the no, from from Blondie. From Blondie, really? I'm no, not positive, I but I believe she did porn, or the, was a or was a hooker. Well, the sex tape thing is the the most amazing loophole. Like that, you could just say, "I didn't know how that got out there." And yeah. then, remember they were doing that for a while. Oh yeah. I mean, like especially like Kim Kardashian and Paris Hilton. That was like well, no, Pam Anderson was the first them. one. Yeah, but she was already famous. Oh, you mean getting famous that yeah. way? Oh yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, her and, and Tommy Lee was in goddamn Motley Crue. Right. You know, he probably leaked it just to show everybody his giant dick. Yeah. It was Dude, really hog. big. <laughs> it was really. <laughs> it really hog. like I don't care hog. who you are as a guy. You see that video, you feel really bad about yourself. Not really. I'll tell you why. Because it's kind of skinny. Doesn't have a lot of girth to it. Okay, it's not like a like. There's certain dudes like uh, Lexington Steel. Is that his name? Yeah. The, the porn guy. He's got a dick that just doesn't even look like it could be real. Like the bar has been raised so high. Mm. Like everybody like wants to go with John Holmes all the time, mm. especially guys in our our age bracket. They're always gonna go. The guy's got a dick like John Holmes. 
Let me tell you something. John Holmes barely has a big dick compared to some of these dudes. Yeah. I mean, his dick's big, but that's like average big. Do you think there's, like, there's anything they do to make them bigger? Now. Is there like steroids Genetics, or something? Evolution. It's just finding bigger dicks. The porn stars dicks. are evolving, just like the football players are evolving. Right, right. Yeah, they're giant dick dudes now. Yeah. And silicone. They have to be black. What? And they inject <laughs> silicone. In <laughs> do their they do that? Yeah. Is that true? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Do you We've, know this for a fact? 100%. If you do, pull up a link. 100%. We've already talked about go, it. Go get some links. Okay, Injecting on. silicone in your dick. Silicone. I don't think that's a common practice, yeah, son. It is. It makes your dick all lumpy and shit. No, it's it's actually used a lot more than you would think. What? How do you know? How many dicks you inspected? Kids got a new I, business. I've talked about this a lot. They're inspecting dicks. Squad. Well, that means dick. it's real. Well, Dana, as long as you talked about it. Uh, man spends six years injecting silicone in his penis. Well, of course, there's instances. I'm yeah. just wondering yeah. if the porn stars do it. Yeah, I don't think that's what's going on, dude. Those yeah, dudes just have God, giant dude. dicks. I swear to God. But that's not what's going on. These guys have big dicks. It's not making your dick look like their dick. It's just not. They have giant dicks. If they do something to it, maybe. But these dudes, even when they're limp, they have these giant fucking dicks. My, unless you can find a link. Yeah, there's tons of them. I just can't really show you them. <laughs> well, just an t- article or s- something oh, right, that here. says what they do. Oh, I could show you by block putting your logo up so no one can see it except us. Okay. <laughs> I'd like to see I'd like to see CSI do a fucking Silicon search oh, on Oh, yeah, this on is a porn site, though, drive. dude. This yeah. is a porn site. This I'm is saying. guys sucking guys' dicks oh, on a porn God. site. That's not show- proof that they're shooting. Dude, if it was something that they oh, did all the, the time, you could find a Google result of it. Yeah, they're... Porn, like porn stars inject silicone into dicks to make them larger. Find that and then come to us. You know who had a really big dick? <sighs> who? Dick Darty! I bet he did, Dick Darty. It was, remember, he used to do fucking 15 minutes on how big his dick was. I wake That's up in right. the morning, there's goats on it! <laughs> That's right, <laughs> and he was this—he was this guy who was—he had to be in his sixties when he was doing okay, well, those jokes. Okay, hold on, pull that up, pull that up, so we can read it. Okay. What does it say? The- Silicone penis pumping parties? Yeah, are a thing, and they're no good. Okay, I got to read this on my laptop. <laughs> I can read it. Silicone illegal penis, penis pumping parties are becoming increasingly popular. Illegal. Imagine being the cop that busts <laughs> that one up. Regulated. Oh, you have to give a license for a, a fucking silicone penis pumping party. Mm-hmm. Uh, Put your hands applying, behind your back. Applying for a license for a silicone penis pumping party. <laughs> pumping parties involve one person injecting non-surgical silicone into another person's body. Uh, usually the silicone comes from items found in your local hardware store, like flicks a, oh, flicks a flat or tire no. polish. And they inject it? Well, you better really enjoy yeah. that night. They use pumping party. Uh, women in the past have used pumping parties to enhance the sizes of their butts, but lately more and more men have been doing it to their penises. <gasps> oh my god! Oh, I've heard about women getting getting. You know, they go to like Spanish Harlem and they go to like a storefront upstairs, and they inject caulk, and the, and then it petrifies, and they've got these. Oh my god! Hard lips. All right, Jeremy, I'm gonna show That's you so an actual guy that has silicone in his dick from a porn video. Got to censor it for the home people. But. Okay, they're saying it doesn't work. If there was a legitimate method for penile lengthening, <sighs> Johnson & Johnson or Pfizer would have bought it up and made billions and billions of dollars worldwide. The fact that they don't means it doesn't exist. Like a, yeah. So what they're saying, though, is this is not... So that's saline, bro. You got the wrong wrong substance. That guy has saline in his balls. That's a common thing that they do, too. Yeah, we but get it. I think we is, get the video. All right. It's just salt water. <laughs> um, so what they're saying is that people are idiots and that they get together and they shoot saline in their dicks. But these are the type of people that 
they're nuts. I mean, there's people yeah. that cut themselves and put horns in their head, and this is not like something porn stars do to make their dicks bigger. Uh, what's his face? They're your saying f- also that doesn't work. Your friend, uh, the porn star guy that 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 did rear Tyler Factor, Knight that did rear factor. Uh, Stephen, Stephen Saint Croy. He's the one that to- also talked about it. We've talked about it many times on different podcasts before. It's supposedly it is a thing in the industry that people pump their dick up with like this shit. I can't imagine that it would work though. It doesn't make any sense that it would make it... Look, I'm telling you, if you see Lexington Steele's dick, and I'm not saying go look for it, but you will, and if you do, you're going to go, oh, that ain't fake. That is not a big, fake, siliconed-up weirdo dick like a fake lip. Hmm. That's a dude with a giant dick. Right. And he's only one of many. Right. Like, the Johnny Holmes, my point was that the Johnny Holmes reference that we had when we were kids, that's no longer the, the benchmark. These guys have way bigger dicks than John Holmes. If John Holmes was in one of those gangbangs with those guys, he would look like a guy with a big dick. That's it. They all have big dicks. Yeah. These guys have giant dicks. Some of these guys, you can't believe that they can own a dick that big. Like, what do they do with it when they're not using it? They laugh. Here's a- all day laughing at the fucking the goodness that the world has given them. Here's an article on your tango. It's an interview with a male porn star. And one of the things he says, sometimes dudes can't get it up, which is a problem on a porn set. No surprise there. But, but apparently you could build up tolerance to injection, erectional enhancers like Viagra. The solution, inject your dick. Yes, with a needle. With more an intense liquid medication that works instantly and leaves your underside of your cock filled with needle holes. Yeah, but you're talking about the uh, right. wrong yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is They're stuff that's Viagra been around in. forever. Right. They've yeah. been doing that forever. I think it's they, there's in the old days they used to do it. I believe with testosterone. Like someone said, they inject testosterone right into the base of their dick, and their dick would go. So it would go inject in, in, in the penis and just start doing push-ups on its own. You don't even have to move. Oh my god! Inject and dick. I don't would use Pillsbury uh, dough in mine. Those and things- then jerk off and have a croissant come out. <laughs> <laughs> Are you cooking it in there? How what hot? Kind of fucking, how hot does your dick get? <laughs> well, you know that's a thing that people do. It's like, like, why do drive? I have a yeast infection again? <laughs> Specifically. <laughs> There's a thing that people do where they drive for long trips and they'll put food on their grill or on the uh, engine block, uh, like wrap it in aluminum foil, put it on the engine block and cook it as they're driving and then pull over and, and eat the food. That's genius. Yeah, and it works. Of Apparently, course. Like you could take like a tilapia, a little slice of butter, <laughs> some garlic salt, put that bitch up in there, fold right. it nice, put it on your engine block, and then the other one, you roll up some asparagus, yep. put that also in the aluminum foil, yep. and then drive a couple of hours, pull over, and have a nice dinner. I wonder how long it would take to You to need cook a cookbook. Like Somebody should come up with a cookbook for cooking times and what part of the engine to put it on. Depend- <laughs> if you have a V6, cooking time is only 12 minutes. <laughs> right. <laughs> if you've if got you a, a Prius, it's four and a half hours. <laughs> it doesn't get hot. <laughs> if you have a fucking old Mustang, you get it off in five minutes. <laughs> Hit the gas once and eat. Those like like an old like a GT three fifty. Those fucking things got so hot. Those old cars got so hot. Well, I had this I had this Volkswagen Rabbit back when I was going from New York to Boston pretty much every week. Wow. I had a Volkswagen Rabbit and it, it, it the they used to have the starter right next to the engine block and so it would get heated up and if I stopped like at the Mass Pike you know rest area. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't start again because it was so fucking hot. The starter yeah. was just like incapacitated. And I have to wait like 40 minutes to start the car again. Ugh. So I would just leave the car running in the rest areas. Whoa. That's a bitch. Right. I, I used to have a, uh, one of the things that I loved about having a manual transmission is I didn't need the starter. 
that I could uh, pop Roll the clutch. Roll it and pop it. Yeah, that yeah. was a big thing, man. I wonder if I could do that with a new car. Does that work on new cars, too? Uh, it is probably all kinds of safety things. That... I wonder if it works on new cars. I should try it on uh It is a huge car. upside of having a standard. Oh, it was giant. I loved it because I, my car ran out of batteries before. I forgot the lights. Yeah. I left the lights on, and all I did was get that. Ba- I did it backwards once. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I don't know how the fuck I did it. It was a backwards into car. reverse or backwards, backwards into reverse? reverse. Yeah, backwards into reverse. It wow. works. What it works great in first. First is where it really works. All your cars standard that you have now? No, no, I have uh, an M3. That's not a standard. Mm. That's my my commuter car. Now I'm trying to think if I did do it backwards or if I rolled down a hill backwards and then turned around in the intersection and pulled it out. I did it so many fucking times. I don't remember, but I had this Audi Fox. It was such a piece oh, of shit. Oh, those were pieces of such shit. Such a piece of shit, but I love that car. That car is a special car for me. A special car in my memory. Yeah. Because that was like my independence car. That was the first car that I got when I like moved out of my parents' house. And it was the first car that I got that was a small car that I could drive around in. Mm-hmm. And it had a cool kind of European thing going on, too. Front-wheel drive, manual transmission. But it was such a hunk of shit. It died all the time. Yeah. I was always popping the clutch on that fucker. I think it was a Volkswagen at some point, and then it switched sides. Because Audi, Audi and Volkswagen Fox? were like the same company. Really? Yeah, I thought yeah, I thought Cotter had a Volkswagen Fox. Maybe his was an Audi Fox. Hmm. But I had I had I've that had, was it. That's my baby. Oh yeah, that's that nice, man. That's that looks like a. Uh, uh, I didn't have that year, and I had a copper one. It was copper colored. I think I want to know if it was a two door or a four door. It's like remember. a Peugeot. What? I think it was a four-door. Was this your first car? No. It was my first like independent car. It was like when I was independent, when I was, wasn't living with my parents anymore. I had this car. I think I bought it from one of my mom's friends or something, too. I can't even remember how the fuck I got it. But it was like one of those cars where I was like, let me just drive this piece of shit around for a while. Yeah. Because I had been really into cars since I've, like, I first got my license. I always loved American muscle cars. That's what I loved. I loved like, old Chevelles and Barracudas and Challengers and those kind of cars. I just loved them, man. It just... Other cars to me were just transportation. Yeah. Like, I got it. Yeah, I know that you want to get a, a VW because that was exactly what I had. It was a two-door. That's exactly what I had. It was like a copper color, though, like a little darker. But um, th- but that was the first car that I had. I was like, this is just going to get me where I want to go. Like this is just What freedom insane. that is. When you're inside that car mm-hmm. and you realize, like, I'm in a capsule and it's fucking mine and it takes me where I want to go. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah, when you're young and it's the first time you get to just go wherever you want. Because you've no been taking buses and walking. Mm-hmm. I'll walk to your house, see you in an hour. Now yeah. it's like, I'll see you in two minutes. <laughs> and then we'll go buy beer and sit behind a fucking bleach What is somewhere. that? It's a same car. No. I think. AM- oh, wait, no. That looks like a hatchback. That's not the same car at all. Yeah. Um, AMC Sprint. Yeah, it's a totally different company, different name. <laughs> well, no, it came the worst on, for, research no, it came ever. Did you just Google it, car? No, I just yeah. did the model, and for some reason that just got mixed in with your cars. Oh. I don't know why. The cars that suck that you won't, don't want in 2014. <laughs> and how, like did, this, how did you afford the car? Did you work for it? Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember because um, I don't remember what year it was, but at the, during those days, it's probably a mix of construction work and probably delivering newspapers still then. Yeah, I was delivering newspapers even before I had the the Audi. I started newspapers like right out of high school. I did it for like four years. I might have even done it while in high school for a while. It was just the greatest gig ever. Did you throw them out the passenger yes. door? Yes, uh, and the driver's door. 
and it depended on where I was driving. You Would know? you ever stop and get out because you made a bad throw? Yes. I stopped, got out if I made a bad throw, and there were certain houses that they demanded that you put it inside their door, oh. which is really annoying. Did they tip you, those people? Um, some of them were. Some of them... I didn't mind it if they were old folks. I yeah. just didn't want to get up and walk all the way down the steps. I did it for, like, there was this old lady that was super sweet, and I always did it for her. And she didn't ask it? for it. No. She's a little too old. A couple years. I missed her by a couple she years. She probably wanted it in the ass. <laughs> Never had it. They didn't do it in the ass in the 80s, bro. It was but super just rare. think about it. That asshole is as tight as her vagina was when she was 17. <laughs> She's waiting. Just waiting. It's not camped. <laughs> It's definitely not kept up well. Definitely s- flavored. Smoked. Yeah. And you know, with that arthritis, <laughs> tastes with like that arthritis she's not getting a good wipe going back uh, there either. Barely. Barely. Getting one finger in the no, groove. No one had anything but toilet paper back then. And even in porn, girls had hairy assholes back yeah. then. Remember yeah. that? In porn, there was just, it was a jungle. They just left it alone. There was no trimming. No. And then one brave gal shaved the whole cooter. And then from then on out. It There's was no party. turning back. Now it's weird if you see it. Have you even been, well, I guess not, but have you, like, lately, if you see it, it's kind of like, what the fuck? You no, that's, well, a, you're the that's a thing guy. now. That's a thing, is, is retro... Uh, bushes? Bushes, yeah. Bushes are making a comeback? Not huge bushes, but, you know... A little bit of jungle? Yeah, a little bit of jungle. Just, forestry? Just a little bit of rainforest. Local not a, park? Just a little uh, <laughs> triangle of green in the town square. <sighs> just a little something... Something <laughs> make it interesting. Well, people will try to change it up every now and then with everything. I mean, mm. remember when they tried to bring bell bottoms back? There was a time where dudes were wearing bell bottoms again. Mm. Didn't last long. It was only a couple of months, but people were just trying. Yeah, you know. And people accused me of that with the fanny pack. But I tell you this: first of all, I never stopped wearing a fucking fanny pack ever. So you can't tell me that I'm, I'm trying to bring it back because it never went away. <laughs> Is it back? I've always been. Fuck yeah, it's back. It's back? Matthew McConaughey was at a baseball game wearing one, and he was singing the virtues of the fanny pack. I sell out of them on higherprimate.com. Sell out of them every month. I hate having shit in my pockets. I love the fanny pack. Fanny pack's fun. You want one? I got one for you. Yes. Right here. Right here. Jamie, get it for him. Oh, I love it. It's leather, too. No, my kids laugh at me because I have one, but it ripped apart. Yeah. See, that's a decent one, but the Roots one, I got the Roots one from Dice. Roots is the best fucking company. It's a great company. They make good bags. Yeah. They, um... The dice came in, sweatpants, cigarettes, <laughs> fanny pack, oh! And so he comes in with this, look at that, this fucking fanny pack. It's a sweet oh, fucking fanny pack. Oh, that's elegant. Two legit pockets in the that front. That is elegant. High quality, it's everything, like, a, like great airplane latch. airplane buckle. Mm-hmm. Excellent latching system, and it's really high quality. It's the best quality fanny pack I could find. And it's so I had my higher primate le- logo. If you look on one of the pockets, see the the chimp logo with the light bulb above his head. Yeah, that's the higher primate logo. So I had it in, embossed, whatever, with pressed, whatever it is, into the this leather. This is real leather. Oh fuck yeah! Great. Yeah, those are high quality, man. But if you wear one of those, like it's so convenient when you go to the airport. My God. Yeah. Because when you go to the airport, it's such a bitch to take everything out of your fucking pockets and put it back in. Chicks don't have to do that. They just lay down their purse and they walk to the other side and they're good. You know, no, for anywhere. Because like, like my glasses, they're sitting on the table right now. I'll probably forget them. That happens to me every fucking day. Yeah. This way, I stick them right inside my fanny pack. Ka-chow, pow, pow. Your it, phone slips right, right in there. When it vibrates, it vibrates right over your dick. <laughs> Reach down, touch it. Pull Call it out. Me. You wait Somebody till it's like four or five rings in, then you pull it out. <laughs> I'm, you know, I just, but this is, my point is that this isn't like the bell bottom. This thing is functional as fuck. It's like yeah. the most functional way to carry your shit around ever. And the reason why people don't do it is because they're worried that they look bad. Is it a conversation starter, do you find? Yes. 
Most certainly is. Yeah. Yes. People go right on, man. I go, yeah. That's right. Fuck everybody. Remember, Fuck them. Remember it's Rosie great. Greer in the 70s started wearing, carrying a purse? Did he? That giant fucking linebacker. Who's going to say shit to him? Nobody. Exactly. Yeah. You don't need a backpack. It doesn't need to have two handles. <laughs> yeah, right. But the real deal is a backpack's better than a purse. And you're allowed to wear a backpack. Like if a guy has a backpack on and, you know, you run into some friends and one of them happens to be a girl, nobody gives you a hard time. But if you had a fucking purse on, it'd be like, what's up, bitch? Yeah. What are you doing with that purse? Holy shit, is that Chanel? The fuck is wrong with you? Right. You don't have a woman anywhere near you. You're just walking around with this. Yeah. And if you are a guy and you have a purse, you got to carry it like this, like out to the side as if it's a head that you just cut off with a fucking sword. <laughs> <laughs> like it's smelly garbage you're bringing like, out to the curb. Yeah, I'm carrying this because I'm going to get some pussy at the end of this fucking journey. I got this in my hand. And when I bring it back to her, I'm going to fuck the life out of her. Like that's, Every second yeah. I hold this is another second I'm inside of her skull with my shaft. And plus, you could do like some good shoulder exercises. Just do some handoffs as you yeah. walk with the purse because a lot of chicks have fucking heavy purses. <laughs> you know, you can get a lot of shit done. The bigger the pitch, the, the bigger the purse, the crazier the woman. Also, That's so true. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's so true. Right. Yeah. But those chicks that have like little tiny like clutches, mm -hmm. those are the, those are the chicks that can just fucking. They'll come over your house, fuck you, and they'll all right, take care. I gotta hit the airport. That's it. Th those chicks travel light. They yeah. got a handy you know? wipe in there for the undercarriage. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, it it's just a fucking, boarding pass. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a little fucking one of those uh, sanitary things. Yeah. You go to the, you know, those uh, Purell. wipes. After ribs. Purell wipes. Yeah. After eating ribs. Whoop. Yeah, after yeah. ribs. <laughs> <laughs> the things you get at Wood Ranch. <laughs> Give it, it a little wipe And it looks down. the same. Yeah, fuck <laughs> it. Let it go. Let it go and then get on that plane. <laughs> World travelers. Some people do travel like that. Don Herrera yeah. buys all his underwear and socks everywhere he goes. Is that throws true? Throws them out. Yeah, throws them out. So that sounds like a, an effort, though, to find a place that sells Not really. underwear. And he just pulls in somewhere when he gets there, gets some socks. What, is he renting a car to I don't know. go to the gig? I don't know. I, I mean, I bet he does in some places, for sure. You know, but I always rent a car. Do you rent a car when you go places? Rarely. Rarely. I go That's, to the hotel and I just hole up and get trapped. depressed for a few days. <laughs> I know. You keep <laughs> telling me I got to bring some of the The way we do it, man, we do it so different. Now yeah. with Uber, you don't need yeah. to rent a car, really. That's true. Yeah. But then you got some crazy dude driving around that's probably barely been fucking profiled. Right. You know, they barely yeah. checked that guy out. <laughs> yeah, right. And he's, he, you know, all of a sudden he's, he's got no gas. You run out of gas. Robert Downey Jr. with a purse. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's probably See, his I don't wife's know about purse. that one. It's probably his wife's purse. Yeah. Or he's Robert Downey motherfucking Jr. and he's got a billion dollars. He doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. But the but the purse hanging around the arm seems like a pain in the ass. Mm -hmm. That seems like you're stuck with your arm like that. The but whole it's time. a good exercise. It's yeah. Good for the arm muscles. Right. Put a kettlebell on the other one. On it. Yeah. Purses. Put a kettlebell in it. I have a, a bowling ball um, case that I carry with me when I go on the road. I bring a kettlebell in it. I throw like a. Do 50, you really? Throw a fifty pound kettlebell in that bitch. Check it. Shut up. Yeah, seriously. It's on a roller and everything. So you can do kettlebells Shh. when you get to the hotel. <laughs> Otherwise, where are you going to get a kettlebell? Wow. It's hard. Hard to get a kettlebell. Have you ever so, tried one of the water ones where you just pump up with water? Those are not strong enough for no. this, son. Yeah, you got to feed that. Yeah, that needs to be oh. fed. This is, Ken, this water is not going to, you need something much larger than water. Yeah. Water's not heavy enough. You need metal. There you go, son. Look at that. Brian's working out. Yeah, it's good. You get, fist you need, was shaking a little bit. It's... <laughs> <laughs> Some hotels have great gyms. When a hotel is a great gym, it's a godsend because you don't have to go anywhere. It's right there in the building. When they have great 24-hour gyms, that's amazing. Oh, can you do that? You do the midnight workout? Oh, I love it. No after, shit. After shows. I love an after-show weightlifting session. Wow. Yeah. You go you, for a while? Yeah. You know why I do it? Because I don't want to do it. 
because after shows I want to just do nothing. So yeah. every now and then I like to exercise that part of me that doesn't want to do something. Huh. Yeah, I think it's important to do. Yeah, I would just worked in Tampa, and they had a gym around the corner that was like, you know, triathlon. Or like, what are the people uh, that drag tire, tire fucking yeah. giant? They had giant mm. tractor tires uh, you could push and chains you could pull. It was wild. Yeah. There was like no pussy machines at all. <laughs> None of my machines were there. It, isn't it funny that all that stuff used to be called work? Right. That was what people used to do. You had to pick up chains if you worked in a fucking shipyard. Climb a ladder. Yeah, if you worked in a factory that made tires, you had to flip tires. You had to move them. I mean, now everybody's like, you know, I'm getting that CrossFit workout and I'm hitting a tire with a sledgehammer. Why don't you do some honest work? <laughs> that that all oh, you're wasting yeah. all that sledgehammer movement. Right. You, sh- you could be breaking rocks in the pen. Right. <laughs> There's crates. You stack crates over in the corner, and then you restack them in the other corner. You remember that was what we always saw in in penitentiary movies. Dudes would break rocks. Yeah. Remember that? Yep. Was that is that real? That's still they still do that. They break rocks. Fuck yeah. I would think the last thing you would want is a bunch of inmates with insane cardio that have been breaking rocks all day. Yeah. Because if you have a fucking sledgehammer and you're swinging that bitch all day breaking rocks, my God, are you going to get in insane shape? Mm. You're back. In, and if you punch Great somebody, workout. George Foreman used to do that. He used to chop wood. That was like one of his exercises. My neighbor does that every night. It sucks. Chop it's annoying. Wood? He just has what? wood and he just sits there and chops wood all night long and it's, and it's loud. But he has this yeah. humongous thing that he just like it doesn't split because it's just this humongous like. So he does it just for fun? working out, yeah. huh? Yeah, my wow. uh, my doctor digs holes in his yard. <laughs> I go, I go. What do you do for exercise? Because he does, he does, he's he's a black belt in martial arts too, one, some kind of martial art. But um, uh, I go, do you do that anymore? He goes like, that's too much strain on my body because he's in his sixties. I go, so what do you do for workouts? He goes, I dig holes in my yard. I go out in the yard and I just do rope. I just do yard work. Start digging holes. Yeah. I go. Do you want to dig these holes? Is there a purpose for me? He goes. Sometimes. And sometimes it's just to dig a hole. Bodies. You yeah. Know? No. He's a nice guy. <laughs> but he said that that's like a great way of. Uh, it's a great like that's a manual labor that's like really robust for the body. Yeah. Because you're digging into that dirt. You're forcing it in with your legs. You're digging it up. You're hoisting it up, and then boom, and then it. Ch- there's like heels. If you look at the motion of like digging a hole, he's like all of that. It's like an excellent workout. Yeah, it's like you're forcing. You're using your legs. You're using your arms. You're using your shoulders and your back. You're digging. You're bending down. You're picking it up. It's, it, all these muscles and are engaged. Also, when it's an activity, then you will push yourself further than if you were just lifting a dead weight. Right. There's no creativity. There's no beginning, middle, and end to it. Mm-hmm. But when you're shoveling, or even if you're busting up stones, there's like I'm gonna bust this fucking stone up. But I would think busting up stones would fuck your face up and your body up. You get hit with shrapnel and shit. You'd probably get cut. Your I would ears imagine. are just deaf oh, by the end of the God. day. God, you'd have to have some shit in your ears. And you know that you know the handles getting splinters on it. They're not giving you good good hammers. They probably give you gloves. Don't you think they give you maybe, gloves? Maybe, maybe. But, but I got news for you. Even with gloves, you're gonna get blisters. Yeah. You, you're swinging a hammer all day, a sledgehammer, breaking rocks, and you're doing it five days a week or whatever they make those guys work. See, they need to combine um, the gym with actual industry. Like, what if you really did need rocks broken up? Bring them to Gold's Gym, dump them out back, have people come out and cross-train by slant, by hitting the, the rocks, Yeah. hook up all the cardio machines to a generator so you're getting the electricity <laughs> out of it, turn the gym into a working energy and a production machine. Do you know how much cardio you would have to do to generate any energy? Like even oh, is that enough right? energy to like power a phone while you're jogging would be very difficult. You couldn't even really? keep the lights yeah. going in the gym? Yeah, I mean, maybe, no, no. 
No, 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 no. With the, with the music playing, the TVs on, and mm. all the fluorescence on, good yeah. fucking luck. Yeah. Solar, you could do it with solar, but the amount of force that you would have to do, like on an elliptical machine, just to keep your iPhone running, I don't know if you could do it. Wow. I really think your iPhone would require at least as much as you were doing if you were like really fucking hoofing it, unless they made a super efficient system, but... I don't know, man. I don't know. I, don't, I just, I, I would think that if that was the case, there would be all sorts of mechanical workarounds for electricity. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, that would be something that someone would have thought of a long time ago. If you could, like, imagine if you could get your day's worth of electricity all by doing a 20 minute session on your elliptical machine every day. So every day, not only did you force yourself to get a good exercise in to start your day, but when you bank it like that, it stores electricity and it powers your entire house for the day. Air conditioning. That would be badass. Phone. And eventually we get to the point where we all have, like, where they get ions small enough where everyone's got a battery pack. You've got a fanny pack. It's got a battery in it. And you've got to work out in the morning to charge that motherfucker. And then when you go to work, your computer plugs in there. It's just got a giant plug. Whoa. And then you fill it yourself. If you don't have enough juice at the end of the day, you Damn, don't fucking work on your I'd computer. Be fit as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you would f- you would need that energy. It's like in a way that's kind of what people used to have to do when they were chopping wood. Yeah. It's like you had to go out and chop that fucking wood up otherwise you didn't have wood to burn. Like there's this show that I watch sometimes. Um Friends? No, I don't watch that. Curious George? Frasier. Right. That's my favorite. <clears throat> No, it's not. Um, I didn't I know it's Frasier thing. Never got it. <laughs> no. Never understood it. I'd watch it for five minutes and go, okay. Yeah, it's classic classic sitcom formula. Get one character who's exactly the same as the other character, and then just watch the conflict arise. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's well, it's Frasier's one of the weird sitcoms where people don't talk about it. Yeah, like that was a big goddamn sitcom for a Twelve long years time. or some shit. Nobody talks about. It. Here's another one. Ready and for it won this? a ton of Emmys Fuck too. Yeah, did here's another one ready for this john larroquette show how long was that on I remember exactly that exactly a long time right you don't hear about it lenny clark was on it lenny clark was on the set um right down the like like one sound stage over when i was on news radio <laughs> it was uh news radio was on one side joey lawrence was uh, next to us, and Joey Lawrence would sit in his car, and he would open his doors up of his car. It's a crazy car, you know. He's super rich, and he would crank his sound system with his songs playing, and he would sit there, yes, and like fucking, yes. rock out to his songs. But the fucking kid was like eighteen, right? The kid was eighteen, and he had a Ferrari or something ridiculous, big Mercedes. I mean, he had a ton of cars. I mean, he was unbelievably wealthy. Yeah. And he would play his music. And Dave Foley took great amusement in this. Dave Foley loved it. He was like, the Lawrence boy is out there playing his music again. <laughs> he would come in and he goes, he seems to quite like his, his own songs. Like, and Dave would go out there. And he would wave to him. And he'd be, there he is. Nothing my love can't fix. He was this Bieber is, before Bieber. Yeah. Well, that he's beautiful. Is, all his clothes are way too big. He's beautiful. Look at that hair, man. <laughs> I didn't have hair like that when I had hair. No. When I had all my hair, like I had lost a piece of hair, I didn't have hair like that. But he was uh, he would play this in his in his thing right next to it. So right next to him was Greg Giraldo. Greg, Greg Giraldo's show was uh, was. Or I might be fucking up the timeline here. 
I think Geraldo might have been first season. Joey Lawrence might have been second season. But Geraldo's show was on there as well. And then right over here was the John Larroquette show with Lenny Clark. And we're all on the same oh, feed. Wow. So we could watch them rehearse. Wow. So we could watch, like, and I would watch their rehearsals, and Larroquette was such a dick. He would yell at all the other actors. I kind of could see that. Oh, my God. He was a dick. I used to watch him yell at Lenny. And Lenny is a big fucking guy. And Lenny is a guy who's been in a lot of fights. Mm -hmm. He's done his share of blow, and he will punch you in your fucking face. But he didn't. Because he was on this show with this guy, and he's like, I tell him, I tell him, John, fucking relax. You're on TV. Why are you so fucking stressed? You know? Like, yeah. But I would watch him, like, yell at the cast or throw his fucking script and get all pissed off. And, you know, that, and that happens on sets. It just does. People get all fucking tense. They work together all the time. And it's, it's so, so much stress involved. And sometimes people blow off at each other. But, well, and you're getting paid so much money that you start to internalize that what you're doing is actually that important. Mm-hmm. Like, the money really shouldn't be that high. Right. For what you're doing? No. And so you start to feel like you really should be giving more and it should be better. <laughs> and it's still a sitcom. It's not supposed to be any better. Well, it's also, it was the John Larroquette show. So it's his show. Yeah. It had his name on it. And he it, was on is, what? Was it Night Court it before that? This is yes. after Night Court, right? Yep. Yep. How many seasons did that go, Brian? I would say only three because I barely remember. No, this no, being no. On. Don't was, say only three. Google uh, it. All right. Well, but then Night Court went to syndication. Was a decade, I bet. It went to syndication. I would guarantee oh. it did at least four. Right. And Night Court, he had the kind of gig where he just showed up, yeah. nailed a couple scenes, and went home. Yeah. For 10 years. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those shows that was on TV when, when news radio was on. It was like a big show. And yeah. no one talks about it. It's weird. Right, right. How many seasons? Four. It went from 93 to 96. Yep. So four seasons. Yeah. Probably did yeah. 100 episodes. Yep. I think that's what they did, and then they got out. Banged out 25 a year. Well, I think, isn't the magic number 100? That's when they can syndicate? That's why News Radio never really got to 100. That was like our joke, is that we never we never quite made it. <laughs> you didn't get to 100? <laughs> oh, no, we got to 98. Oh, no That's what's hilarious. Yeah, but it's syndicated anyway. Right. So like, they didn't need 100 to syndicate, but it was an inside joke with us right. that like, yeah, that's us. <laughs> we <just> fucking <laughs> never quite made it. News Radio short. became famous after it was off the air. That's when it really became famous. Mm. I mean, it it became famous when Phil died, you know, but before Phil died, uh, it wasn't like a hit show because we moved around nine times. That's a real number. Your nine, time slot? Nine times over five years. And this is pre-internet. That's right. I so remember that. You no guys one were all over the place. where it was. Did and you get any bad ones like Friday night? We got terrible ones. I don't remember where it was. I remember it was there was Monday for a while, and there was Tuesday, and I think Sunday, but we never got Thursday. Mm-hmm. Thursday was like the big night. We were on Thursday once. We were like number two, mm-hmm. and it was like friends and then us, and we were like, oh my God, this could happen every week, but it never happened again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's, it, with the slot, the sign, the, the sign um, or the um, time slot that you're in is so important. Time slot's everything, and like there was a lot of shows that would be like Friends, Seinfeld, and that show would be in the middle. You know, and they would yeah. call it the shit sandwich spot. 
That's yeah. what Paul Sims used to call it because it's like these amazing shows, and then in between these amazing shows, it'd be like Sex in the City, different world. Jonathan uh, Silverman, yeah, that show, the, yeah, single, the guy. single guy, and those shows would be unwatchable, yeah. but they would be sandwiched in between genius shows, mm-hmm. and so everybody would watch them. So everybody wanted those slots. Well, I think they, they launched Third in. Rock in that spot too, didn't they? I don't know. I don't remember. I think they might have launched it there and then take because that's their goal is that's the, that's where the, that's where they plant the seed, they let it grow, and then they transfer Transplanted, hopefully to a Tuesday or a Wednesday mm-hmm. where that becomes an anchor for other shows. Right. And they can do that now way better because people can alert people that the time slots changed. Hmm. But back then, no one knew what the fuck was going on. Unless you had TV Guide, you know, you didn't know when the time slot was. So it's, we'd move slots. Yeah. Also, you're taking advantage of the, the, the lead-in. You know, they're just going to... Thursday night was must-see TV. People put it on at 8 o'clock and they turned it off at 10 o'clock. Yeah, and it was a tradition for some strange reason, like a Thursday night tradition. Mostly because there was great shows like Seinfeld. And I think Cheers was a Thursday night show too. Yes. Originally, right? Mm-hmm. So it's always been like traditionally their spot. There's a great book Warren Littlefield wrote called Top of the Rock that's the history of Thursday night must-see TV. Oh. It talks about just... I mean, you realize how random things happen like the casting of friends could have gone eight different ways literally you know how it is people test for a show so you've got three or four actors going in for a role in one day and the fact that they picked jennifer aniston Mm -hmm. the fact that they picked you know they nailed that cast it was exact i mean i was never into the show i never got it but it is apparently a very perfect balanced you know ensemble cast yeah, they nailed it. They, they nailed, nailed the it. casting. There's no but, no but, mistakes. But the book tells you about how many ways things could have blown over contracts. And, and guess and, what? The reality is, if they did it differently, it probably still would have worked. They would have found some other talented people. Maybe. It's not a matter of those are the only gems you, they could have found. There's so many goddamn talented people that never get a chance. That's the craziest thing about acting is that you don't have, like, there's no recourse. Like, if they don't choose you, tough shit. There's yeah. nothing else. Yeah, right. It's like a, a comic... You're undeniable. You go up at the improv and destroy, then someone who's got a sitcom deal goes on after and sucks their own dick. There's nothing anybody could say. It's mm-hmm. like you can't deny that Greg Fitzsimmons is this funny. You just saw it. It's over. He proved it. But if you're an actor, good luck. Good fucking luck. That's why they're so facetious. That's why they're so, like, they're, there's so much fakeness in the way they behave. It's why there's so much anxiety in the actor community. Like, their entire gig is dependent upon someone else's approval. Yeah, when you meet sitcom actors, they're so positive and they so try to make a connection with you and be your friend. And you always walk away going, wow, that's a really good guy. And then you realize, that motherfucker. He's working it. He's working it. They have to work it. If they yeah. don't work it, if there's any hint whatsoever that you might be difficult, they will move on to step two. Yeah. Who's the other guy? Bring him in. Yeah. And the other guy comes in, give it to him. You know? It happens. And casting And then once you make thing. it, then they trust you. I mean, yeah. you look at the people. Exactly. You know, you look at Kelsey Grammer or Julie Louise Dreyfus. Like, some people, they just go, put them back in. Yeah. They can't fail. It's just the, the writing's bad. Yeah. Yeah. There's, I, you know, Ray Romano was the original guy on my gig. In, right. In News, News Radio. Radio. Yeah. And they, they fired him during the taping of the pilot. They're like, Jesus. this guy just doesn't connect with America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he leaves yeah. and goes off to do a giant, way more successful sitcom, Everybody Loves Raymond, <laughs> like in the title. Not only are you wrong in firing him, <laughs> but in the title, it says Everybody Loves Raymond. <laughs> like, 
You don't. You didn't think that people liked him? Yeah. No, you're so wrong. He was so good. He literally walked away from the job. How often does that happen? Where they go, we're only going to do ten, and I think they talked him into eleven, and then they walked away, like still with really strong ratings. You mean seasons? I think they did ten, and then they bought another one. Wow, he did yeah. eleven seasons. I think so. Check it out. Brian. You know how much money is involved in owning oh. your own show and being on 11 se- And a show that, by the way, is still in the air. Like, that's unlike Frasier or these other shows. You flip through the channels, you'll find everybody that was Raymond on all the yeah. time. It's it's still a really I don't know good if, show. Does he own it? Does he have some ownership? He has ownership. Yeah. yeah? Without a doubt. You can't have an I don't know about that. Raymond show and not. Yeah, but he was like, I remember I had a development deal the same year he did when it was the Raymond deal. And his was minuscule. I remember almost thinking like, oh, that's so fucking weird. That guy's so funny. And like, I know it was like a, it was like a September development deal. It was like the end of the season. And he kind of crawled in and he, he'd been doing Letterman. So it was a deal with Worldwide Pants. And then they put him together with Phil Rosenthal. And it struggled. The show struggled. No, I don't think he had enough juice to get ownership. Eventually, I'm sure he did. Yeah? Yeah. Um, eventually, I'm sure they renegotiated it. Yeah. I nine, know he's insanely wealthy. Nine seasons. Nine seasons. Nine seasons. Well, when I was, uh, you know, I'm good friends with Kevin James, and when I was on news radio, it was right when, like, Ray and I didn't have any tension, because there was actually a guy in between us that got hired to do his gig, and then that guy got fired, and then I got it. So it wasn't like wow. like I was f- taking over Ray's yeah. spot. But, uh, and Ray and I had always been friends. And so we were uh, eating at Jerry's Deli, and it was right when he got it. And I've never seen a guy more obsessed with getting things right. Like, we're all sitting there eating dinner or lunch or whatever the fuck we're eating. And Ray would be like, um, what if a guy uh, he comes in and he's like, he's going through all of his bits, like going through the thing. Like, he was a stand up bits? No, no, no. The bits like that were going to happen on a sitcom. Oh. Like, he was going through the beats. Like, right. is it better? Do you know, he's like, had all these ideas and he was just throwing them around. Like, they, they could couldn't stay in his head. Yeah. Like th- he was so obsessed with getting it right yeah. that it was like all day, every day, it was on his mind. You know? I was working Catch a Rising Star in Princeton with uh, Tom uh, Caltabiano, oh, Tom yeah. Paris, he changed his name to, who's like his wingman, basically. Caltabianco, right? Caltabianco. Yeah, isn't that how you say it? Yeah, he's like a photographer, and, and he was a writer on Ray. But anyway, he came down, and Ray was... Tom was opening for me, and Ray was taking the train from New York to Princeton to keep working on the pilot with Tom. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he works hard, man. He works he's, hard. Well, he's, he's obsessive. Funny, yeah. He's he, um, funny, funny, funny. I just played guy. golf at this club that he belongs to, and they told me, like, Ray, yeah, a little obsessive out here. Yeah, with golf? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Kevin, too. Him and Kevin are oh, no fucking shit. maniacs with golf. Really? Kevin plays golf good. Yeah. yeah. I just saw last night uh, his brother. He, he hurt his shoulder playing golf. Did he? Uh, Gary yeah, did? Gary Valentine, yeah. Just going crazy? He, he, he hit a shot out of the rough. It was thick rough, and he I guess the club got caught, and he ripped his fucking shoulder oh, apart. That can happen, huh? Yeah. I would imagine. You know, if you hit something really hard, and all of a sudden it stops. You're right, Ooh. right. Shoulder's a tough one, man. Shoulder has a, it's a weird joint, like yeah. unlike a knee. Like a knee, they can fix pretty good because knees, it's it's fairly simple because it only hinges. You know, it goes up and down. But a shoulder has all this articulation yeah. and movement. You know, and you, you have to apply pressure careful. in 360 degrees mm-hmm. at any given time. You're pushing up, back, mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. I had and, shoulder surgery a couple of years ago. Did you? Well, all the ligaments had worn out in, you know, where, where the clavicle comes together with it. There's three bones that come together right here. And so they went in and they, they sawed. They went in two spots arthroscopically. They saw down each of the three bones a little bit. Wow. And it creates space. And then it causes um, 
uh, tissue, what do you call it? scar tissue, mm-hmm. which acts like a ligament. And now my arm, fucking 100%. Wow. I couldn't even lift it. It was just, I wore it out just from... Did you tear it? No, it was a life life of throwing objects and uh, being a being a boy. Throwing things is a big one, man. Shoulder yeah. surgery for football players that uh, that like quarterbacks and also for baseball players that's super common, man. Yeah, there's something about throwing that's just a lot of stress on the body. Yeah, the good thing about boxing and uh, those kind of workouts is especially if you hit a bag, you're hitting something. So even though there's like resistance at the end of it. You're hitting something, so it, yeah. it's not like the uh, the snap of like like missing things and right. throwing things. When you right. throw things, there's this like extension. You're extending, and you're you know. starting behind yourself. Boxing, your hands are in front yeah. of you, so you're you've got your body weight behind everything you're doing. Yeah, and when you hit something, like the workout, like if anybody wants a great workout, get a goddamn bag, get a heavy bag. If you've got a garage or a basement or something where we can hang it, or or some place that has a bag that you could work out at. Man, and just fucking set your phone down and time yourself for three minutes and just go hammer that fucker. Even if you have shit technique, just keep hitting it. Hit that fucker for three minutes. You'd you'd be amazed at how exhausted you are and then how good you feel after. You feel so peaceful. I know. And also, you can do it. If you're married, just hit your wife. No, Greg. (laughs) Greg. You ruined the whole show. I mean, you need to marry a heavy girl. You don't if she's if she's like a buck ten. She's it's one punch. Your workout's over. Yeah, you want like a one fifty with a good chin, good stout chin. Make some strong babies and some anger <clears> issues. <throat> so she pushes back. Um, this weekend, I got to drive a Dodge Challenger Hellcat. That is going to be your next car. Really? You told me that you wanted to get. Yeah. You're gonna want to get a Challenger. Yeah. For, uh, you're lucky you didn't get the old Challengers because they're kind of shit boxes. But they've nailed it now. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. How big is, is the engine? Car. Oh, nothing. Just 707 horsepower. Is that the biggest Just production the, engine out there? The most powerful muscle car ever built. Whoa! Exactly. Women will never understand this, Greg. I, I knew that you were going to be here today, so I, I was happy while I was driving it that I'm going to get to talk to Greg about this. What Look did it this. feel like? This is, what it, this is Jay oh. Leno driving it. That looks pretty good. <laughs> cut, cut to way towards the end of this video. That was the beginning of it. Cut well, to way towards the end when he's driving it, because for the first like 20 minutes, they just talk. Cool. Did you punch f- it coming out of a turn? Yeah. What do the oh, wheels we, do? We beat the shit out of this thing. Shh, sorry, Dodge SRT. And only in good ways. We just stomped on the gas a lot. It was just really yeah. fun, man. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's automatic? That one is, but they sell it in a stick, too. You can buy it in a stick. You want a stick. That visibility looks better, too. My problem with the Challenger yeah. was always the visibility. It's kind of funky out of the passenger side. When you're looking back, that right corner yeah. is a little funky, but whatever. How much does it start at? <laughs> it's not that much. It's like for $60,000. And I'm telling you, which is a lot of money, but for that car, for 707 horsepower. and The biggest I'm, production engine out there, and you're getting it for less than... It's so comfortable. That's what's fucked up. Like These cars, like they've figured out how to make the suspensions and the seats and everything where it's it's like a Cadillac. Mm. I swear to God, dude, you'll be blown away. I didn't even put it like there's modes you could put it in. You could put it in like track mode. Mm. I didn't put it on track, but look how awesome that thing looks. That is awesome. Wow. Play that sound so you could hear it when he's doing that because it sounds so fucking good. This is Hellcat's the code name of the engine. Right. This um, is not even always, doing it justice because he's inside of it with the camera. Because we like the name so much. Right, right. And it was so fitting for the car. Right, right. Little bounce on the back end. Dude, it's so smooth. You know, when you, you drive it, it's so comfortable. Because yeah. it's huge. Yeah. It's 4,000 pounds. 
It's not like a little car. It's like they way make bigger a than a Mustang. Hybrid, oh dear. <laughs> this is designed to ruin the earth, okay? <laughs> You're supposed to take part in ruining the earth with a smile on your face and a fucking glass of Shivitz Regal right. in your hand, smoking a Dunhill, stomping <laughs> on the gas. And you can see the tsunami behind you as you outrun it. <laughs> Knowing you caused it. Whoa. Who's that dude? This is what it sounds like. That's wind noise. That's wind noise. Jesus Christ. Wow. Dude, listen to these things before you crank them to the roof. That's just the wind. That's but when they, that's because they put a, a a camera on the outside. Like a GoPro. Yeah. The wind noise is awful on those fucking yeah. things. Yeah. But the sound that it actually makes. There's one video where it says uh, Hellcat Challenger sound where it's just the exhaust. It's so, it's, it literally raises your testosterone. Yeah. I had this guy in Gad Saad. He's a, uh, what is his, he's, he's some super intelligent, sophisticated PhD type character. I forget what his uh, degree is in, but he was talking about, oh, that's me on it. <laughs> that's such a sexy funny as fuck. picture. <laughs> Looking sexy as fuck. Wow. Love that it. has been photoshopped on the underground on mixedmartialarts.com. <laughs> To the point of no return. <laughs> oh, is that right? In every Shit. possible. See, I can't imagine what they would do to it. Take every foot out. <laughs> every possible gay scenario. That is beautiful. It's a beautiful car. <laughs> car looks good. <laughs> uh, my point is, find that uh, the okay. Challenger sound. It's just the sound actually raises your testosterone. Yeah. Like literally raises your testosterone. Which my is uh, my brother-in-law had he bought two kind of junked up Dodge Challenger 73 Dodge Challengers and he just he's a he's a motorhead and he put them together and made this beautiful fucking Listen. car it's a growl like a it's like a lion sounds so good dude that's an that's an American car that you can buy and I'm telling you the the when you're driving it, you're like, this is so nice. Mm. Like the inside of it is like comfortable. Yeah. It's be- it's got like all Alcantara, which is like that artificial suede everywhere. It feels good. The dash is great. It's a fucking incredible car. Yeah. I'm s- it's so I'm I'm so happy that they finally started making like real American muscle cars again. Because for the longest they time, tried for a while and they were just like, you guys are fucking missing it. Yeah. And then like it. five years ago, they just went. Back to the original plans. Yeah. That's all we wanted. Big engine, lots of power, lots of sound. And even the body shape. They went back to the original. Ah! <laughs> That's only one. There's one with Eddie Bravo behind me, and he's smacking me in the head. It's hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, that's great. I love those things. Me too. <laughs> Fucking photoshops or something. Back in the day, man, people would get really upset if other people made fun of them like that, but I don't. I don't get that. I think it's funny. Like, people get mad. Like, do they hate you? Are they mad at you? Like, no, they're not mad at you. They're making fun. Yeah. Like, you can't be made fun of. Does it change you as a person? Yeah. Like, you don't think that's funny. Kimbo Slice banging me <laughs> over the side of a car. That's hilarious. Yeah, I just had, uh, you know, French Stewart? No. He was from Third Rock from the Sun. He was the kid. He squinted I never lot. saw that show. Anyway, he was he was heavily uh, parodied. He was telling me about like when he was at his top, like SNL was parodying him, Jimmy Fallon, like uh, South Park. Oh, that Park was guys. the John Lithgow show, right? Yeah, it's, yeah, he's yeah, the right. Inception kid, and uh, and South Park would no. regularly ream him for being a horrible actor and all that. <laughs> and he's like, and he's like, honestly, I fucking loved it. He really? goes, it really made me feel like I had made it. That's funny. Yeah. 
Yeah, um, American Dad n- nailed me once. No shit. When I was on Fear Factor, yeah, I pulled up like drinking a beer in a car, and I was looking for strippers. <laughs> <laughs> I pulled up in a car drinking, and then uh, I d- I met Seth MacFarlane, and I did his other show. I did um, um, Cleveland show. No, the uh, the 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 the, the sit- American Dad. No, the other one, Family Guy. Family Guy. I did Family Guy. I did. I played me on Family Guy. Like did my own voice on uh-huh. Family Guy once, but it was funny. He's a nice guy, man. Yeah. Seth MacFarlane's a very friendly, like smiley guy. You know who's f- cool as fuck? Judd Apatow. Yeah. Judd Apatow was at He's the improv the other night. He's just hanging out with us, right. like everybody else. Right. It was me and him and Dalia and um, and and um, Jeffries, Jim Jeffries. We were hanging out over by the the hallway, by where the bathroom is, because there's no fucking green room in the Hollywood Improv, yeah. which is the most ridiculous thing ever. Like Dalia was like, like there's no green room, like. Nobody thinks about the fact there's no green room. I was like, yeah, if we were in Pittsburgh, we'd be like, fuck this place. Yeah. This is, but because it's in town, we'll just accept the fact right. there's nowhere to stand in right. between shows. But Judd Apatow was just hanging out with everybody else. Yeah, he came on my podcast one time, and then I, I went on about six months ago, and I talked about how I thought Girls was a really bad show, and I didn't realize that he created it. Oh, and, no. then, and the truth is, I'd only seen like five minutes of it, but I, <laughs> but I just saw like, all I saw was hipsters, and I was like, I fucking, I hate hipsters, and so I just immediately judged the show and talked shit about it. Oh, no. So then somebody, of course, tweets out to me and Judd, hey, Judd, how do you feel like Greg Fitzsimmons saying your show is, and he said, more that overstated what I said, like said of it's a shit show, and so then Judd replied to him, "That's a lie. Greg Fitzsimmons is, uh, you know, a funny guy, and he gets it, and he's a friend, and he would never say that." <gasps> So then I emailed oh. him like, dude, I'm so sorry. I honestly haven't even seen the show and I didn't know you <laughs> created it. And he gave me like a giant free pass. And so I went oh. off and I watched it. And honestly, not not shitting you, I watched the first season and it's actually a really good show. So you just I don't like hipsters, but I jumped the gun yeah, like I don't an like ad. hipsters either, but they're great fodder. They're great fodder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If, if you were going to do a, a sitcom and you didn't have a hipster in it today, you're not thinking straight. Right. Like the, a hipster would be like one of the perfect people to fuck with. Yeah, it's like the yuppies of the 80s. Even better, yeah. because they take themselves way seriously. Right. And right. part of their shtick about being a hipster is you're too cool for everything. Yeah. You know, you're cool, too cool. For, oh, I'm over it. I'm so over this. I'm yeah. so over that. You're not allowed to get excited about everything. And you yeah, have to keep moving on. Because- Nick Yusuf is not a hipster. <laughs> He's the ultimate hipster. Oh, he takes- who is? so cool. Crazy. He, Nick Yusuf, when he was on the podcast, showed no hipster <laughs> whatsoever. He's a normal, cool dude who happens to be a comic. You need to follow his Twitter because he has like things where he t- shows you how to wash your jeans and like, and like with like toothbrushes and shit. That doesn't make him a hipster. How's that make him a hipster? Marin, him Marin bought these jeans where you don't ever wash them. What? Yeah. I They're think those jeans. are hipster jeans. No, there's no <laughs> jeans where you don't ever wash. No, I swear wash to God. Wash jeans, you dirty bitch. Nope, yeah. there's that's a certain ridiculous. type. They're made of a material that's supposed to like mold to your body so you never wash it. Get the fuck out of here. That's yeah. so ridiculous. Right? That's just someone's fiction. No, they, he talks about it on his podcast. But, yeah, but they, the person who created oh, those jeans, right, that's right, their right. fiction. Yes. No, it's clothes, right. you fucking dirty <laughs> bitch. If you're getting funky in clothes, what, do the clothes magically have little cleaning robots that yeah. run around inside your dick oh, and shit. clean out where you're farting in your fucking pants? It's Levi's, though. Levi <laughs> jeans, say, oh, no, no, no. See, they're right. saying not to wash your jeans. That's what they're saying. You don't have to wash them. Mm. That's what they're saying, that you wear like a jacket. Mm-hmm. No, you don't wash your jacket. They're saying you don't have to wash your jeans. Yeah. I sweat. 
Okay, I sweat all the time. Your undercarriage get a little steamy. Every my legs, everything. Yeah. My I it, my body cools itself well. Yeah, I get shit done, and my jeans get wet, and I'm not wearing wet, smelly, ammonia stinking jeans because my my sweat's gone through them, <laughs> and then it's dried out, and it's got this faint whiff of funk. Fuck that. Once I fart in a pair of pants, they're going in the yeah. laundry. It's over. Especially if I have yogurt in the morning. <laughs> Levi yeah. says that you should just freeze your jeans instead of washing them. Oh, to kill bacteria. Yeah. They're disgusting. Yeah. They're disgusting. Do they not understand that we have washing machines now? We're not living in the year fucking 1910 when you had to do that shit with a rock and a fucking a, a, a flat board. Remember those washboards? Yeah. <laughs> I do the m- freezer. Yeah. Honey, why does this turkey taste like someone's balls? <laughs> I, I do admit I don't wash my jeans as much as regular clothes, though. I would no. say I'd say like maybe I'll wear them like ten times. That's a lot, but I'm comfortable with wearing them for a weekend. I'll wear the same jeans two days in a row, no problem. Like I, if I go on the road, if I don't feel like packing a lot of shit, I'll throw in one pair of jeans. You know, but I'll throw in a backup pair just in case the right. shit hits a fan because right. my fucking bridge troll body doesn't fit in normal jeans. I have to get specific <laughs> jeans. Oh, that really? Fit me? Yeah, I can't wear like like Levi's five hundred ones. They what's they what's too big? Sweat. Your your legs, my your legs. thighs. They won't they won't go over past my knees. I All get right. above the knee, and then it hits the troll part of me. Yeah. <laughs> Have you tried the sweatpants one or the stretchy jeans? That but look that like looks jeans? too sexy. Like, I'm trying too hard. <laughs> yeah. Because you got to think, my ass sticks out a lot, and the thighs, so my dick will be much more smushed in there. I'll be looking like trying to get everybody to look at my dick. I want to see. I want to see that on the hood of a. Charger. You want to see that? Bet you do. I got into the. I'm, I'm back to the original <laughs> jeans. The fucking. Lightweight, faded, loose, mm, relaxed nice. '80s jeans. I went well, back to button. Flat. These are Luckies. Luckies fit me. Luckies yeah. for whatever reason. Lucky jeans. They make them. No, they're for more they're loose. Yeah, ape- Luckies are loose. Yeah, more ape-like Luckies legs. are loose. What the Lou? fuck? I don't know what that means. You don't know. As long as we won't know. We is look it, good. That's, a... that's a terrible fucking Photoshop. <laughs> Some people's Photoshop skills are just awful. Really? <laughs> they're awful. Everything's out of perspective. It's three different people in there. They use parts from. <laughs> Got to learn how to manipulate images, kids. That challenger needs to be your car, Craig Fitzsimmons. We're not getting any younger. Yeah, I know. Get back to that. If you're not going to get that, get a Camaro. They have the new ZL1 and Z28. These two new cars they have. Yeah. Standard. You get them with a manual, just like that. That comes with a manual. But they sound fucking fantastic. And they're what about the Mustang fast. GT? That's another good one. That's the and one. If cheap. I'm going to get one, I'm getting that. Well, the new How Mustang cheap is it? GT, it's like thirty-five thousand dollars. And it's fucking 420 horsepower. Trading like, that Prius right the, now. The ones that, well, if you got a, they don't have the 2015s out yet, but if you got a 2014, the 2014 is a fucking great car. It's a great car. It's loud as shit, and you could probably get a really good deal at them. They have 400 plus horsepower. Yeah. They have that Coyote engine. It's a, it's a fucking five liter. Is that liter, the GT or is that just GT? the baseline one? A GT. Hmm. It's not expensive. Yeah. Like as far as like what you get, bang for your buck, you can't do any better than the Mustang GT. It's a goddamn fast car. Yeah. The old cars, like in the nineteen seventies, like when a Challenger came out, like the nineteen seventy Challenger, nineteen seventy, seventy one, those cars were ridiculous. It was four hundred and forty horsepower. No one had seen anything like that with death defying fucking brakes. The brakes were retarded. They were awful. Drum brakes in the <laughs> rear. You stomped on the gas, the whole car went sideways, no <laughs> traction control, no nothing. Just a, a regular base Mustang GT will bury that car, yeah. bury it. And be able to corner. And have anti-lock brakes, yeah. be able to corner. And then they have the other one, like the Laguna Seca Mustang. Dude, it's a great fucking car. The Laguna Seca Mustang is like the, they had the 302 Boss, which is a really good yeah. version of the Mustang as well. It's like 420-ish, somewhere around horsepower. 
and it's a great handling car. And then they took it to the next level with this Laguna Seca Mustang. It was like forty grand. Forty yeah. grand. It beats an M3 around a fucking racetrack. It's incredible. Wow. I mean, it's yeah, it's chintzy inside a little bit. This is like plastic shit here and plastic shit there. But seats feel good. Sounds great. Massive balls. You know, as far as like a car, be honest with that. Like, what are you driving that car for? You're driving that car for the fun of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the fun. To hear the rumble of the engine, to feel the acceleration when you stomp on the gas, or shift your, your gears, have a good time. What do you give a fuck what it looks like? You know, that's not what this car is about. No, I'm not about the valet parking. I'm about the uh, the 405 at 2 in the morning when it's yes. why I'm coming back from the ice house and it's fucking late. Going up Laurel Canyon on the yeah. way to the, the, the improv. Coming over down to Melrose. Right. Have fun. Pulling up to a red light in Beverly Hills and there's some young Asian boy in the next car and you eyeball him. And, what's why is, that? Why does he have to be what? Asian? Why can't he be a black guy? That's so weird. Pull up that Laguna Seca Mustang. I don't think they're making this anymore. I think this, uh, you could probably still find some of them that are on lots that they haven't sold yet. Because what about the Shelby? New, oh, that's a ridiculous car. I had one of those. That's I had a, right. The GT500. That's right. Convertible. Wow, the problem with the convertible, though, is it feels like you could die. Yeah. At any moment, there's nothing above your head. Look at that car. That car is, I believe, somewhere around 420 horsepower and unbelievably fast. Around that's the track. Laguna? Yeah, it's like 40 grand. And those wheels are standard with it? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Yeah. It's a fun fucking car, man. I could be a man again. But You could be a man again, Gregory. I remember what it was like. I had hair. But it's fun. You don't need the hair. No. It's not coming back. You don't need the hair. Shave the rest of it. Be a light bulb. But be a light bulb and a fucking fun car yeah. to enjoy. Yeah. Maybe you could take to wearing crazy sunglasses like Elton John did. Or that. maybe I wear the wigs like... Uh, Phil Spector. Like Phil Spector. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if... We started doing that. You and I just started wearing wigs at all of our shows and never addressing. Never address it. You no, know, no jokes about it. Nope. People ask questions. You act like there's I don't nothing know what, weird. What you're saying is everywhere you go, it's like every day it's different. Not only that, sometimes we wear bald caps with hair on the side, on the like bows of the clown. Yeah. <laughs> Mohawks one day. Sometimes it's an afro. Yeah. Never bring it up. Trade different em, kinds. Trade of them out with each other. Sometimes it's like Farrah Fawcett. Like uh-huh. Farrah Fawcett in the seventies, right. you got like little curls and shit. Yeah, yeah. Mullets, yeah, mullets, all kinds of wigs. Just never work for guys. I used to date a chick who had a shaved head. She shaved her head it was a long time ago. It was like early nineties. She shaved her head and wore wigs. She was from another country. She was a singer. She was just very eccentric. Yeah, but she uh, she would fucking rock a different wig, and like sometimes she would like show up at the comedy store, and I wouldn't even know it was her. You know, I was like, oh hey. And this is when I first moved to L.A., so yeah. I didn't really know how wacky people got. Mm. You know, I, I hadn't been around that many wacky folks. This chick was, uh, you know, someone who came to Hollywood with this, the sincere purpose of becoming even wackier. You know? And famous. Yeah. Didn't work out, but mm. just talented chick, but crazy. Yeah. She wore wigs. There's the... <laughs> That's Eddie Bravo spanking me. I can't tell if he's hitting me in the head or the you ass. You look like Bruce like Willis. Both. I think he's getting both, the ass and the head. Crack, 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 crack. <laughs> the UG, that's the underground. Um, yeah, people wore rigs. I mean, cars, you, think, you think about like the, the Borscht Belt comics, you know, like Freddie Roman and oh, these yeah. guys. They slap that little glue, slap that shit on, head to the gig. Throw on the yeah. tuxedo. Put on a nice ass piece. And then during the day, nothing. They're working out, bald-headed. They didn't work out. 
Now, no, at the Friars, some of these guys worked out because they had Exercise? heart attacks and they, yeah, they had like a, they had a stairmaster. I think it had an ashtray on the side of it. But you're talking about like late in their life. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm talking about like when they were like touring the Catskills. Yeah. There was no working out, but they no. wore wigs. They were wigs. Nice Hell yeah. Glue around the top, right around the hairline there. Imagine what a nice. pain in the ass that would be. Did you see the photos of Mickey Rourke with a wig? No. Oh my god, it's so hilarious. Mickey Rourke. Wears a hairpiece now, and yeah. it's the most ridiculous hairpiece of all time. And he was wearing it in New York, and they got these photos of him. It's it's so crazy. It's almost like is like is he being silly? Like is he trolling? But then you see him when he was on like the Jimmy Kimmel show. He had the hairpiece like quaffed, and it looked pretty good. But it's it's crazy. He's yeah. like he's like sixty something years old. Just like shave your fucking head. Man. It would be funny like to Hold do a one hour special. Look at this. Look at his hair. Oh dear God. Dear God. And it looks this like is, a shower cap. Yeah, and this is not even the worst photo. There's there's even worse photos of it. It's like but dreaded. It doesn't make any because it's coming oh. out of nowhere. It's a wig, and it doesn't match the hair that's underneath. Well, it's always the side hair by their ears. Yeah, right. When you see like little the like blends. flimsy side hair by their ear, but then the top is this fucking lush mane. It doesn't make any sense. Like I think for my next one hour special, I'm going to shave my head and get a silly wig and just wear it. <laughs> Why not? <sighs> Why not? How about um, like a big red one, like a big carrot top style? What is that? That's, is that a different wig? Yeah. That's a different one. He's got a. He's, I so think he's, he's having fun. Look at the guy in the right hand corner. He's jealous. It's like Mel Gibson. Like, I wish I had that wig. That wig is beautiful, Mickey. Wig. Let me tell you, Mickey. God is my witness. That wig looks so real. That is so realistic. No one knows. If they tell you they know, they're fucking assholes. Did you go to Irvy in the Bronx? Where did you get that piece? My piece, I look like there's a skunk asleep on my head. But there's, there's other ones of the gray one. That's the brown one. He's got a gray one. The, yeah. gray, the gray one's the most ridiculous. It's like, wait a minute. What's going on here? How did you get all that gray hair? Like, look at it. There's, that's a good one. Oh, it's man. so crazy. Plus, he's he, had work on his face, right? His forehead got pumped up. Maybe it looks better now than it looked in the past. Quite honestly, he used to have chin or cheek implants. Yeah. Now, when the fighter, you really saw it. Oh yeah. Yeah, his the face fighter? was kind of fucked. Is that up the, in the the movie with uh... when he was a professional wrestler, like past his prime? Oh, the wrestler. The wrestler. The the fighter was the Marky Mark movie. Right. Yeah, the, but that uh, he actually his face looks at least like a normal older guy now. Yeah. There was one point in time where he had these crazy cheek implants put in his face. Yeah. His whole face was just puffy. It looked like he got stung by bees. Yeah, see if you can find those pictures. Mickey Rourke cheek implants. How many people watch this as they're listening to the podcast? Less. Way less. Like, it's 90% of them just listen. Right. But a lot of times folks will, like, will say something like this. They'll write it down. They'll go, I got... And then they'll, like, text me, uh, tweet me or something later. Like, what the fuck? I just saw Mickey Rourke's hair. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot, dick. Now I can't sleep. <laughs> but, the uh, like, I hear you guys talking about it, and I had a look. But he, um, it's like a, that's something that happens to a lot of those people that are like, they're sort of like separated from rational thinking. They get this body dysmorphia thing going on. You yeah. Know? That, there's been pictures of him like there's like, that's post uh, face stretching. Oh, man. But there's ones like the, the one that you just crossed over, Brian, the one with the red shirt, a little lower than that. That's, yeah, right there. That looks like he's got the cheek implants in place. How good looking he was when he was young. You remember that? What was it? Pope of Greenwich Village? Diner. That's like nine and a half weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. You can't. But but like that thing that happens when you pull your face back like that, you can't do that. 
Like mm. that's not better. That's nope. not better. That's because everyone horrible. knows you did it. You look like a burn victim. <laughs> you look weird. You're shiny. Your face is all stretched out, and it shows that you care way too much. Like yeah. it's not getting better. Right. It's just getting different. It's scre- It's like you're screaming. I can't handle that. I'm getting yeah. older. I'm panicking. Like, there's some shit that you could do that actually does make you look better. Like, I guess if you have a ridiculous nose and you get that bitch trimmed down, you're happy with it, good for you. But that's a slippery slope, man. You don't see big noses like you used to. Very rare. Nope. Nobody keeps them. vanish. They vanish. Especially for gals. A lot of 17th birthday presents. (laughs) (laughs) When I was in high school, a girl did it. Turned, changed her fucking look so radically, but she kind of overdid it. Like, she had had this... She, the poor girl, was a beautiful girl with a crazy nose, and she got her crazy nose trimmed down, and she looked beautiful. But the nose had like that ski slope thing going on, and that little smashed front. There's a little yeah. bit of a flat part in the middle of it. They went too hard. Yeah, like they needed to just leave on just a, like a millimeter more. Let know, it be a little bit big. A little bit. Just Nothing wrong slightly. with that. Yeah, yeah. It matched her face better. Yeah, but it was like obvious that something was going on like if you're looking at her face you couldn't help but notice that something went on with her nose yeah and then a lot of times those they, those things collapse like they don't do oh, is that well, right and they have to build them back up oh, and when shit. they do that then you can run into complications yeah. sometimes they have to use a piece of your cartilage from your rib to recreate the cartilage inside your nose <laughs> god i wonder how many nose jobs that you could find out there's got to be a number of nose jobs that are performed every year and you could figure out what percentage of the population that's bruce jenner before he became a woman though He's different now. Yeah, that's right. He Have grew up in my town, now? Bruce Jenner, Tarrytown, New York. He's got long nails now. Yeah. Mani- long manicure. No, there was nails. some talk about him being pre-op that he might go for it. Yeah, it looks like he's going for it. Yeah. If I had a, I mean, I don't like to gossip. Yes, I do. I don't like to gossip <laughs> too much about someone that looks like they're troubled, but he looks like he's troubled. It doesn't look like he's going for a look. It looks like something's going on. Like what's it, going on? He's living with the Kardashians. That's obviously terrible for you yeah that's got to be toxic i'd rather live in chernobyl than live (laughs) in that house and try to keep my sanity with cameras on so you can't even be bitchy to them yeah Yeah, i think if i lived in chernobyl i could wear some sort of suit that would protect me there's not a suit that protects you from dopes like if you're in the house with those dummies your skin would look better too if you lived in chernobyl than his does but not only that the strategy of just constantly seeking attention like there's like okay that's weird. Wow. That's weird. There's that's that's Is not that photoshopped? Just, nope. No. No. That's not just a guy who's kind of out of shape, who's older. No, that's that's weird. And there's another one recently where they shows his nails. Like it shows like he has long nails. Also, no matter how no matter what you started with, once you've gotten the third facial surgery, it all ends at Michael Jackson. It can. He looks like Michael Jackson in that picture. Well, body dysmorphia is real shit, man. You know, it's real shit. Like, there's his nails. It's not that long, though. Mine's about that long sometimes. No, they're not. Please. Unless you're a pimp. No, I've seen them longer than that. Yeah. Either way, the guy looks like he's troubled. There's a guy, you know, you think about famous people that are kind of enigmas. Like, he didn't do anything except the 76 Olympics. He won the decathlon. Mm -hmm. He is a... You know, before the Kardashians, people in America knew Bruce Jenner. The Wheaties. only thing he did was a Wheaties box and the decathlon. That's crazy. That was fucking 40 years ago. It is crazy. Yeah, that's when you put it that way. Yeah, you're right. And then you got people that, like John Larroquette, he could walk into a fucking mall and nobody would know who the dude was. It's true. 
But the only reason why he's still like the only reason why he's still famous is because of the Kardashians. But that's a fact. But prior to that, he was in the national consciousness. People who knew who Bruce Jenner maybe was. Maybe as a maybe as a subject, right? Or maybe as a name, but not as someone you recognize. Yeah, I don't think you, you would recognize him. Yeah, I think his resurgence is entirely based on living with all these attention whores. Yeah, that's a, it's all about that. The seventies had those kind of stars. You had Evil Knievel, who, you know, there had never been a stuntman before. That's true. He was the first. He was like, you know, what Bob Marley is to reggae. Like, he's the only reggae guy anybody ever gave a fuck about or ever will. Jimmy Cliff. Yeah, he was in the band, though. That's true. But basically, you now you got Jackass and all those guys. So that that's that's the first time there's been stunt people since. Right. Um, and then you had, um, you know, certain comics that were famous from the 70s that were just weird, like... Uh, uh, what's his name? Tiptoe through the Tiny Tim was famous as shit. Still famous. People still know who Tiny Tim is. That's true. But that was Letterman, right? Was it? I think so. Yeah. I think being on the Letterman show. I think they got married on the Letterman show, didn't they? Like in Vegas, him and uh, whatever her name really? was, Miss Miss something. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting, it's, man. It's it's weird how fame. You can't predict who's gonna last with fame. Um, you know. Like, of the Charlie's Angels, you didn't know Farrah was going to... I guess you kind of knew Farrah was going to be the one. Yeah, but you thought the other ones would be pretty big, too. Yeah, Jacqueline Smith. I mean, all she did was hair shampoo commercials she, for the rest of her life. She was hot as fuck. Hot as fuck. My my kid is watching uh, Charlie's Angels reruns right now. I watched oh. one yesterday. Try pulling yourself away. Oh. I could stare at those chicks all fucking day. But it's also weird that you're... You, you, it's kind of like... When you watch a show like that, it's not just that, oh, you know, Jacqueline Smith's pretty, but it's also like, this is a time capsule. Yeah. Like, this is, they've captured this stuff that went on in the 1970s, and you can watch it again. All right. That's weird, man. That's and, a weird feeling. And their outfits, I mean, talk about the bootleg jeans, they they were wearing the, the seven, they encapsulated 70s fashion. Yeah, no shit, man. You know, like uh, denim, denim vests and the feathered hair. And they probably, for in a big part, were one of the reasons why it became so popular, right? Why the fashion did? Yeah. Oh, like I'm you sure. See it on those shows, I'm sure. Like, I guarantee you, the Dukes of Hazard probably influenced a lot of idiots to wear cowboy boots. Daisy Dukes, definitely. Daisy, oh, Daisy Dukes, Dukes, for Dukes. sure, yeah. without a doubt, right? They launched that, dude. How, she might have been the hottest chick ever on TV, ever. Yeah. Chrissy, yeah. right? Who, Chrissy from from fucking Three's Company? Yeah. Daisy Duke, no. How dare you? Oh, I would take Chrissy over Daisy. Because you're broken. Because your insides are rotting. You have to go to a doctor. Old I keep Chrissy? telling you, go to a doctor. Chrissy's hot, but she's not as hot as Daisy Deuce. You know who's pretty hot, even though she's she's older. By she's side. older, and so you can't compare them. Don't you go for an old pick of Catherine Bach, you fuck. I know what you're going to do. But um, the chick from Modern Family, the, the oh, Latina woman? ridiculously she's hot. She's hot. Older? Dude, I'll take it. Yeah. She's only 40. I mean, but she looks like she's 30. And her tits still look like, I don't know, you can't Ugh. fake it. They have their Ugh. just, it's something about cleavage. You can push it up, but she doesn't push it up where it's straining. Right. There's a little bit of bounce. A little bit of bounce. A little jiggle. But yet there's the, there's pie. They're pie shaped. They're mm -hmm. perfectly round. She's stupid hot. Tan. And that accent puts it right over the top. She's stupid hot. And there's this element of knowing that this is not going to last. Yeah. Like what you are is you're looking at a flower that's been cut and you're putting it in the vase. And it's just like something even extra beautiful about the fact that it's not even attached to the root anymore. You got a day to look at it like this. All right. This is it. Ne tomorrow's going to be wilted. The day after that, you're going to want to throw it out. But right now. She's the Hunter Thomas of hot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Thompson. What did I say? Thomas. Jesus Christ. There you go. Okay. You know, both of them are hot. Yeah. But Daisy Duke's dirtier. Oh. Kirstie's bending over like, fuck me in the asshole. But I'll tell you what, like, <laughs> who's done a better job of keeping it together? Well, both of them. Both of them. failed. Oh, no. Are you kidding me? She did the exercise videos. She yeah, kept it tight. For, for she a kept little it bit. tight. For Jacqueline Smith still doing the shampoo commercials. That's not Jacqueline Smith, though. That's, uh, oh, that's oh. Daisy Duke. That's Catherine she Bach. Like God, she's hot. Um, Nobody and, worked by out, By the way, though. Farrah's nipples were permanently erect on that show. Mm-hmm. They probably iced them up before every scene. I bet they did. I bet they did. Because guys would get like pumped up. Yeah. Guys would do like push-ups and stuff before scenes to pump up their muscles. Yeah. I guarantee they did that. Yeah, they doubt. went for it. They Fuck for yeah. It. Yeah. That was everything. I mean, that was what you were selling. If you were selling if you were selling cars, would you leave them dirty or would you polish them? You got to polish the car. You got to polish the car. You're selling yeah. cars. You're selling tits. What are you doing? Get that ice cube out, honey. Yeah. Come Turn on. the this, headlights this is on. That's how we sell. They're sell, not watching sell, it sell. for the story. Nobody's watching it for the story. That's a when she died, man. That was one of those things where it's like, wow. Wow. Farrah Fawcett's dead. Mm. That was just hard to wrap my head around because yeah. when I was a kid, she was it. It was it. Everybody had a Farrah Fawcett poster on their wall. Every girl did. And it was that one poster of her, like, smiling, and she had the feathered hair and everything like that. Like, she influenced a whole generation to wear that hair. It's got to be the quintessential poster in, in America mm. yeah. of all time. Probably. One of the most famous posters ever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Right there. Look at her. Unreal. And the nipple. You can't see. That's not high def, so you can't see the nipple, but the nipple is... Very proudly displayed in this that poster. Ma- yeah, many of the photos had mm. the nipple rocking. She was so pretty. Yeah. She was like one of the first television bombshell types, right? Uh, Yeah, I mean... My favorite was... You know what? I, I take it back. My favorite was Wonder Woman. Old Wonder Woman. Oh, Linda Carter. Yeah. Dude. <laughs> Linda Carter's tough to look at now. Is she? Yeah. Not that she looks Linda ugly. Linda Carter she, was there insane. There you go. Cup house. There it is. Wowza. Oh, shit. Look at that nibble. Yeah, Linda Carter. I mean, she doesn't look terrible, but she's an older woman now. It's just when you remember how beautiful she was when she was Wonder Woman. I wish they would die. Sooner. No! What? I don't want to see what they It ruins it. You know what's fucked, though, man? Like, it's weird when you go back and watch, like, Batman or any of those uh, old school, like, superheroes. No one worked out. No. no one worked out. No, like Adam Catherine West Bach. had a belly. Yeah. You look at Catherine Bach there, she didn't work out. Yeah. Look at her legs. They're like all mushy and shit. Right. Like everybody was all mushy and sloppy. Yeah. They, they were good for a couple decades. John Wayne. Oh. that guy. Beer belly and shit. Kidding me? With little skinny arms. Wonder Woman. Look at that. Look at that butt. Look at oh the gap. God. Look at the dude, vaginal look at the gap. gap. That's look at the legs. So the size right of her now. thighs. Dude, her fucking body. That is a She was alpha. an athlete. She was an Olympic athlete, mm-hmm. I believe. Oh my uh, God, yeah. she was hot. What a okay. face, those let's, eyes. Let's all agree, she's the hottest. She is. Yeah, hottest. I think she that. is Linda the hottest. Linda Carter was the hottest. That's she's a the booty. Hottest. God. <sighs> oh, wait a, a minute, we're forgetting ass? a major oh, contender. No. Who? Barbara Eden, I Dream of Jeannie. <gasps> oh, she, wins. Yeah. She, she wins. She wins. She wins. Yeah. yeah. She wins. <laughs> and she's subservient. She'll do what you want. She was beautiful. She was. Yeah. Yeah, there was a comic on Long Island that fucked her. Yeah? Yeah. Late in life, though, right? Late in life, but he can say he did it. She was still hot. Doesn't apparently. matter how old she was. But she would like, you know, fucking find a guy, pick him out, and go, "Come on, let's do this." Yeah, yeah. Well, she knew she could. You know, she was goddamn Barbara Eden. I know somebody who had allegedly. sex with Farrah late in life. I should say allegedly. Yes. All this. I know somebody who allegedly had. No, I know someone who definitely had sex with how Farrah late? late in life. Real late. Hospital bed. Like, 
Actually, I'll say Wonder Woman. I don't think I like this girl as much. That's a horrible pose. <laughs> yeah, let's That's find no another good. one. <laughs> let's find another one. Because Wonder Woman, you could find a bad one too, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But you found a good one. Uh, you know who also How turned me life? on, but she wasn't, like, a few years before she died? Whoa. Uh, who was not bombshell hot, but stole my heart, was Valerie Bertinelli. One day I at can't a time. talk to you anymore. Really? Yeah, you've become a different person to me no now. No shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust your judgment. Just like that? I mean, because you yeah. did a moment ago. No, no, now I'm like, Greg's drunk. Look at that. Come on, she married Eddie Van Halen. How bad could she be there? That little tiny amount of back fat is like, ew. Ew, she's not perfect. Ew. She's no Wonder Woman. She didn't even work out, man. They didn't work out back then. There's got to be a better picture of her. Yeah. But Wonder Woman, I'm sure, had a little bit of. I don't mind a little bit of body fat. I think it's hot. I like women to have like a little softness to them. I love Kim Kardashian. I mean, I don't like her person or her soul, but I love that body type. Yeah. Her body's fantastic. Yeah. Whether her ass is fat or real or, or real fat, whatever it is. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, if you don't get excited about that, your dick's not working right. No, you're, you're, a, you're a closeted homosexual if that's not working for you. Oh, your dick's just sad. Your yeah. Dick, his dick doesn't want full pleasure. Your dick's like, no, I just want a skinny girl cuts me with her hips. Like, like a guy who buys a Prius when he wants a Mustang? <sighs> get a Mustang. Or get this Challenger. Now, if I'm going to do it, it's going to be the Mustang. Because I, because I, I had a fetish for Mustangs as a kid. Uh, I still do. I think, and they, the fact that it's the uh, 40th anniversary is kind of 50th yeah. anniversary. It's pretty cool. Well, the new one's going to have independent rear suspension, which is going to make a big difference in the way it handles. The That's new- the 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they'll be out pretty soon. I think they're out in the fall, which is you know basically right here. God, she was so hot. Whoa. Oh, she was so hot. It's ridiculous. Uh. Yeah, Linda Carter might have been the hottest woman of all time. She wow. might win. She might win. Yeah. Ooh, bitch is hot. Oh, wait a minute. What's that? Whoa. Who the fuck is that? I don't know. Who is that? That's, is she that the wins. one from Modern Family? Modern Family. Modern oh, Family girl, yeah. God. Yeah. She wins. She wins now. She wins. <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wins. <laughs> There's women that are listening to this right now. Look, fuck you. Yeah. You well, let's talk about We talked about Jim assholes. Morrison being hot. We talked about Joey uh, Lawrence Storm. being hot. Yeah, he was beautiful. We did a lot yeah. for the ladies on yeah, this show. Yeah, especially since we don't feel it. You know, we, we assume that he's hot. You know, I mean, I, I see how you would be attracted to him. No, no, I totally felt your energy when he came <laughs> on, so I understood that he was hot. Riders on the star. Doom, 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 doom. What about uh, Janet Jackson, early 90s? No. Like Playboy cover, I, black and white? I was never into that. No. no. I always found her to be so, like, needy. A racial. Well, I need a race. Pick a race. Well, I just. I just when someone is like a pop superstar, and they're forcing them down your throat. They never seem sexy to me. They yeah. always seem like, oh, here's this crazy person. Like, right? You know like, what I mean? Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, it's like, oh, they well. want you to think she's hot now. But you know who was Britney Spears was a child star, and they forced her on, and she was fucking hot. Yeah, but she was hot in a way that like like. If I saw a bunch of peacocks and there was a female peacock that was an exceptional specimen, I was like, wow, that's a beautiful peacock. Yeah. It's like that. It's like, to me, hot? I mean, I yes, physically, yeah, undeniable shape and all that, very beautiful, but right. no, no, no nothing's pulling me towards that. Yeah. Everything's pushing me away from that. Yeah, like, that's, she's damaged. That's madness. That's mm. craziness. Like, that has to be part of the picture. It has to be... Who's the person? Like, can you interact with the person? It can't just be the way they look. The way they look is great. I mean, it's important. It's it's something. It gives you a charge. But if you know that their personality is all out of whack, 
Like, you're like, oh, this is too nice. But I want him a little out of whack. The thing that attracted me as, a, as an insecure guy when I was single was a woman I got, I saw the in. I saw the, the dad, dad left. <laughs> or, you know, she's got, she's got like a unibrow. You find, I would find that one thing and I'd be like, I got a shot. That would make me so much more attracted. If a girl was perfect, I felt nothing. And it wasn't even that I didn't think I could get her. It just made me feel like too much I'm, work. Well, also like somebody who's a little fucked up, they're gonna you're gonna fucking connect with them. There's gonna be a charge between you because you both need something bad to complete yourself. That's a good point. Yeah, I definitely felt that way. Like girls had like really good relationships with their family. Like, meh, meh. oh, I know. <laughs> girls like uh, you know they want you to go hang out with their parents right. the weekend. Like, oh yeah, not really. No, especially if you couldn't relate. I want know? a girl who needs help finding her father. Who's that? Nicki Minaj's new video. Did you oh, this see that? is the one that fucking Jamie keeps going on and on about. He won't <laughs> stop talking about it. <laughs> it's so much butt. Yeah, and it's like there's parts where she's fingering herself in in the video. What a good kid! <laughs> I love that my kids see this shit. She's whoa, her ass is ridiculous. Yeah, they're all ass. Everybody's got ass. If you look at if Listen, you look at Miley Cyrus's Twitter avatar, she's she put her own version of her album cover on it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she has a great ass too. But that's an illusion. Yeah. They're photoshopped the shit out of that. That girl weighs eighteen pounds. She's a little stick figure. Yeah, she's, she's very boy-like with her body. Like when that thing came out in the video music awards, and right. she danced around and rubbed up against that guy. You could see like she's very like guy-like or skinny. She's a skinny girl. Like, Nicki Minaj. Well, she's just, athletic. It's not yeah. supple. Yes, that girl is just a fuck house. <laughs> <laughs> you look at her and you're like, whoa. <laughs> I mean, that's just fucking just cum. That's just cum. She's backed up like a camel. Yeah. All the lows have been shot in or yeah. <laughs> plumped it up. <laughs> it's just, it's she's, cocked. She's all sex. Her it's ass all has sex. been cocked with cum. Yeah, like some girls, like they have to, you know, they have to do something to look sexy. When a girl's built like that, it's like Jesus. And then on top of that, she's doing all the sexy shit, sticking her ass up in but the Jennifer air. Jennifer Lopez was like that in her prime. Isn't it amazing though? When we're talking about like John Wayne and you know Batman and all that shit, the difference between how the women are portrayed, the difference between how singers are, are portrayed, the, the music videos, the photographs, all that stuff, and then go back and think about like Carly Simon. Yeah. There was none yeah, of Carol that. King and Janis Joplin. I mean, Janis Joplin wasn't the most attractive woman in the world, but she was funny, man. She like didn't like women. Like there was an interview with Janis Joplin. Is that her? Yeah, Miley Cyrus. This is Miley Cyrus's version of this. What? Listen, <laughs> man. Listen, man. That that's Photoshop. That that's not her ass. Yeah, that shit ain't real. That's I real. think that's like that, a no. Meme. That is real. Oh, no, Nicki Minaj is real, but that's not real. No, that's obviously the same uh, ass. Yeah, it's exactly the same. It's a Photoshop. Right. Yeah. Look. Exactly. See the crease on the top of the thigh yeah. is exactly the same. Okay. The top left thigh. Don't ever go to that other one again. <laughs> this is like a cartoon. Uh, you show me a cartoon. What were we talking about? We we're talking about, about her so- ass. About how for some women they almost it's like they've extracted the the blueprint in the DNA of men of what makes us orgasm, yeah. and they have just projected it on a body. Well, what I, no, what I was saying was that you never saw this from artists in like the seventies, right? You never saw this from women that were like super attractive, like. You know, like Linda Ronstadt, you know, so beautiful, beautiful woman. You yeah. know, when she was young and in her prime, you never saw her in underwear. Well, even Nikki uh, um, Fleetwood Mac, 
Oh, Stevie Nicks. She was big. She was always like a little. She was like the chick from Heart. What? She, I didn't think her. she was big. Didn't she get big? I think she got big, but no. When they were in their prime, oh, she, she was, was young, angelic, yeah. angelic, but she was wearing flowing shit. She was never showing her body. Well, th- was a woman from Heart big in the beginning, or did she get big? She Ann Wilson. She started small and then she got bigger. There's Ann and Nancy Wilson. One of them married uh, uh, the famous director, the guy who did um, Dazed and Confused. Who's that? I don't remember. That that's the 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 blonde one who was always the thin. blonde one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she uh, Ann Wilson could sing her fucking Great. ass. Hell off, yeah! Though. Right. No, Carney Wilson was a different one. That was Wilson Phillips. That was a different animal. <laughs> totally different animal. She got big too. She looked like a Carney. Yeah, it was like Carney had like her sister was like super skinny and she was like really big and it was like baffling. Didn't she do like a talk show for a while? Mm-hmm. Well, I think she yeah. was. Wasn't she the daughter of the mamas and the papas? Yes. Can't be a good time. No. Can't be a good guy growing up in that fucking crazy household. No. But um, that fucking Ann Wilson from Heart. Yeah. What a voice. She lost all that weight. Good yeah. for her. That's what happened, right? She lost all the weight and then she did a talk show or something like that? So, yeah. yeah. Is that Nancy or Ann? That's the big one. That's Carney. Carney. Oh, that's Carney. Carney. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Good for her. Did she have to get like a stomach thing? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's uh, it's a weird thing, man. You know, um, I was talking to a friend who had that done. She had it done like uh, 20 years ago. And she was saying that um, it's not just that. Like that does make you lose weight. She goes, but to keep it off, like you got to go to counseling. Like whatever it is that made you overeat like that, you got to address that. You got to get on top of that. I know know a guy who's been drinking hard his whole life. He just went to get a shot to stop drinking. It's like, you know, that may make you averse to alcohol. Your body's going to go find something else. You got to deal with why you're drinking. A shot to stop drinking. Yeah. I didn't even know they had that. What does it do to I you? Didn't, all I know is he said he was going to his appointment to get it. Famous uh, famous guy. Is it like peppermint snots? I should start snot. saying these famous names. Should start or shouldn't? Yeah, I should start saying all these eh, names. Unless they, but you, would you no, want anybody saying no. your story? In this case, no, probably right. I'm the That's opposite a, of a name dropper. That's a sad thing, man. That's a sad thing, that fucking monster that eats at your soul that you can't let go that's killing you. And the longer you do it, the harder it gets because the more you think that it's really part of you, you know? And quitting something, I can tell you firsthand, it's the most freeing, empowering thing in the world because you think this thing that was sapping your energy that you believe was built in your foundation, you get freed of it, and you all of a sudden, like, you take a giant chunk of low self-esteem and you just lop it off. Yeah, I've met a bunch a bunch of dudes that used to be junkies and now are like super hyper athletes. Yeah, like a lot of a lot of competitive guys, like in the UFC. Even there's a few guys in the UFC that were junkies and then they became like Matt Brown, one of the top welterweight contenders. Part of his whole story is he died. He had an overdose and fucking died, and came back from it. You know, they they revived him and now he's a monster. Wow, just destroys people. He's like one of the top guys in the world. Alice Cooper's like a pro golfer now. Is he really? He plays that good? Yeah. Wow. He doesn't live in Arizona? Arizona. He plays yeah. at the Biltmore uh, Hotel in Phoenix. There's a famous course there he plays. That's hilarious. What does he do with his time? Just plays golf? I did a benefit there with uh, with uh, 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 Gary Valentine, and uh, he came out and he played Schools Out for Summer and 18, all his hit songs with the full makeup on, the whole thing. Wow. In this fucking, for, for a charity, for like 200 people. Did it full on, gave a hundred percent. Wow! And then hung out and talked to people afterwards, and then played in the golf tournament all weekend. Took off his makeup though. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's uh, he's like a conservative, isn't he? Yes. Isn't that interesting? Well, you could, I don't think you could live in that part of the world if you weren't. You can't. Yeah, Scottsdale, like that Phoenix Scottsdale yeah, era. That's hardcore. So, cocaine and conservatism. Sheriff Joe. Yeah, that's Gerald Arpaio's. Yeah, that's like fear of Mexicans and then cocaine all mixed up together. <laughs> And sunscreen. <laughs> so you get the cocaine from the Mexican, and then you get afraid of him. And then you get sunscreen just fucking seeping those chemicals in through your skin in some sort of a weird way. And then you take a Xanax. Then you <laughs> Lay by the pool. Whack those fucking balls around the grass that should not be there, by the way. Especially in a place that has a massive drought. Right, right. Massive There's no drought. fucking water. And you're talking about a three square mile piece of real estate. And just so that a hun- So that a hundred people can entertain themselves for four hours. Yeah, when people go like, why does a golf course cost $250 million a year? Run. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like, I mean, not that much, but like, if you get a membership in a prime country club, like, you have to pay like a hundred thousand dollars, two hundred thousand dollars for some of those places. Yeah, like, they don't want in any riffraff. They want to make sure well, you got some money. And what they do is, it's a right. The reason they can afford it is because they call it undeveloped parkland, and so the environmental standards call for them in every city, and so they're able to get a full write-off because they call it. Basically, like wild land. What? Yep. Meanwhile, they're seeping fertilizer and chemicals into the groundwater every day. <sighs> I can't believe that's how yeah. they call it. Yep. Undeveloped parkland. Right. It's just white people paradise. That's all it is. Yeah, and when they buy these big memberships, they yeah, there's like a bond, and and yeah, they're like half a million. Donald Trump's got courses where I bet you it's like a million dollars. A million And it's a bond, dollars. but you're splitting ownership of the club with the other. Maybe 200 members. So maybe it's not a million, half a million. Wow. But then you can sell that bond when you leave, and it could be worth more money. That's hilarious. But it keeps the club from ever being sold because think about it. Riviera Country Club in fucking Brentwood. Do you know how much money you would make in condos if you put condos on that land? And instead you got 100 white guys playing <sighs> golf there one day? How, yeah. how, do the math on that. Yeah, no shit, right? This is one place that I was in the History Channel office, was talking to them about a show, and I was looking out the window at this country club. So it must be Beverly Hills. Is yeah. there a Beverly Hills country club? Yeah, uh, I don't know. There's a there's a there's like two on the west side that are primo. It's the most ridiculous thing ever because you're looking at hundreds of acres in the prime yeah. of Beverly Hills. Right. When you're looking out this window, and you're like, how much is that worth? Like that spot right out there might be worth billions yeah might be worth a couple billion dollars you think about it one green is you know five thousand square feet that's enough to put a house you know what the land on uh, the the land with a tear down house in beverly hills is 1.5 million dollars yeah times that by a green there's maybe that amount of space there's for 20 of those on a hole that's 20 million a hole a hole times 18 holes oh my god that's like a half a billion dollars oh my god and it's right there. It's right there. And it's using up insane amounts of water. There was a, uh, I think it was a Vice article. What I don't know who put it up, but it was about, like, if we really are taking this drought seriously, we need to ban golf courses. Hmm. Like, everyone's saying, don't wash your car. Fuck you. How about golf courses? Like, let's look at what a golf course is. Like, the, what you're talking about is insane. You're using up more, there was some fucking statistic. Like, they, I'll, I'll pull it up. Um, uh, ban golf calls courses. I bet it comes up. They, there's some statistic about what the amount of just in California alone. California and Florida are like the number one spots for golf courses in Arizona. Yeah, Arizona's in Arizona. Right, right there too. But uh, it's 
It's in, in well, China has a golf course ban. I saw a an article about how many of those courses because they overexpanded when when Tiger Woods came along. Golf got so big they were building courses everywhere, and then when he got caught with the Waffle House waitress, it all <laughs> went away, and there are hundreds of courses around the country and they just showed photos weeds chest high weeds growing all over the entire course they're just abandoned wow this is the it is a vice article and it said instead of killing lawns we should be banning golf because they're telling people not to water their lawn yeah it's vice yeah this is what they're saying this is this is the statistics because it's it's pretty fucking crazy the average golf course uses three hundred and twelve thousand gallons of water how often? A day? doesn't say. Hold on. Family of four. Okay, the average American family of four uses... Oh, per day. Ready for this? Yeah, per day. The average American family of four uses 400 gallons of water a day. The average golf course uses 312,000 gallons of water a day. Damn. Okay, so each golf course uses as much water as 780 families of four. In Palm Springs, immediately adjacent to a place called the Palm Desert that NPR reported that each of the city's 57 courses uses about a million gallons a day. A million gallons a day. And again, you go back to the numbers of people that are actually using it. Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's, it's minute. So it's the same amount of water as 2,500 families of four, every one in Palm Springs. Because Palm Springs is not a spring. It's a fucking desert. It's got to get the water from the California or from the Colorado River. We steal it from them. And that's the reason why that whole Salton Sea exists. You know the Salton Sea, which is this gigantic inland sea that is in um, the, the areas near the Palm Desert? Why is it a sea? Well, that's what's crazy. It was a sea because they flooded the area with the Colorado River back in like the 50s or some shit like that a long time ago. And there's a bunch of great documentaries on the Salton Sea because it's totally polluted now. It's polluted with farm runoff and it became like super salty and people still pull fish out of it and eat it and people still live there. But it was at one point in time, they used to call it the Inland Riviera. Like it was beautiful. Yeah. Like pull up. The Salton Sea, the Inland Riviera, like there's some videos. Where'd you on say it. Nevada? No, no, it's it's California. Oh, dude, it's it's a huge inland sea. It's enormous. Wow. And if you saw it, you'd be like, "What the fuck is oh, this?" So that's doing here? all that farm country up there. So mm-hmm. it's all just draining. It's in all from, coming down to, yeah. to Palm Springs, and it's so fucked up that there's beaches on the Salton Sea that are all bones. <laughs> it's not sand; it's fish bones. Wow. Well, they have these die-offs. These fish die-offs of like a million fish will die off. I mean, this is what it looks like now. But look at that. This is the Salton Sea. This is an inland lake. They created that. Mm-hmm. It's huge. Yeah, let it play a little bit. Like this. Look at this. I like the music. It's called the Salton Sea. It's the largest body of water in California. And it's not even supposed to be there. At the turn of the last century, an engineering screw-up of epic proportions diverted the Colorado River into one of the lowest, hottest land basins in the United States. It took two years to stem the tide, and when the flooding finally stopped, 350 square miles of desert lay underwater. Everyone assumed the giant inland sea they had created by accident would just dry up, but when it didn't, real estate developers tried to turn an ecological disaster into an opportunity. 
Here is truly a miracle in the desert. A whole new outlet for the crowded millions in big cities. A Palm Springs with water. Here is I love guys back then. He's in a boat and he's got a suit and tie on. The Salton Riviera, beside the blue Salton Sea, is the place for you to take charge of your future. You can come as you are. They call these fish. Enjoy life at the Riviera. For a while, it really did seem like a miracle. Tourists flocked to a place that had once been unforgiving desert. People bought homes, built schools, restaurants, wow. yacht clubs. But then the sea turned on them. Over the years, its water, fed only by agricultural runoff, became saltier than the ocean. Botulism poisoning killed millions of fish, Look and massive die-offs during the height of 120-degree summers made the air almost unbreathable. Wow. The sea began to flood unpredictably. Tourists fled. <laughs> Boom towns turned into ghost towns. Millions of dead fish. Today, what Can you imagine is the smell? Out of science fiction. Unbelievable smell. Gridded streets, every one of them named, still waiting for neighborhoods that never arrived. Wow. Beaches made not of shell or sand, but of the pulverized skeletons of uncountable millions of fish. Houses half tumbled into toxic looking pits. It's apocalyptic. Where's the Riviera? I go there to catch glimpses of what the world will look like. It really is. This is what our country's gonna look like in a hundred years. Craig's going dark on us. (laughs) Oh, I just read an article about it today. They're predicting in the next hundred years this galactic drought coming. Well, really? Yeah. This drought that's in California is so bad that they're saying that can trigger uh, earthquakes. And so, oh, no shit. Yeah. A drought can trigger earthquakes? Yeah, check sell, this out. Sell, uh, sell, uh, <laughs> If California's drought weren't scary enough, it, now it may trigger earthquakes, scientists believe. Well, the drought is spooky. It's been three yeah. years. Last year, it rained once. No I mean, shit. I don't remember it raining more than once. I mean, it might have drizzled a couple of days. And we're supposed like, to have an El Nino coming through this year, and now they're saying it's going to be a very light version of it. We needed, we needed a full El Nino. Well, we need like a year of rain. Right. We need like a Seattle. Well, that last year. El Nino was like that. Were you here out here in like, was it 98? No. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. No, it was like 97. And uh, it fucking rained every day for like four months. Well, what scares me is there's spots like Death Valley that's like right there. It's it's on the same state. Right. It's, uh, Right there. Right. What makes Death Valley Death Valley? I don't understand it. Mm. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a geoengineer. I don't understand uh, the weather patterns. But it's kn- the hottest place in the world. Right, and it's right there. Yeah. Why is it right there? And why are we not worried that right there could be right here? Like yeah. if that shit creeps up north, like what keeps it from? Is it the ocean? Like I don't understand it. Is it what? What is it that keeps? Well, there's a lot of spots. Like how about Ontario? Could that be like fucking Death Valley someday? Mm. What about Brea? It's pretty goddamn far from the ocean. Can that turn into some horrible wasteland? You're just worried about all your gigs. Exactly. <laughs> Brea, Ontario, improvs. <laughs> what about Pasadena? So far. Isn't it possible? Yeah. I mean, it seems to me well, you that- see, Did you see Chinatown, that movie Chinatown? With uh, Mickey Rourke? No, the original one with Jack Nicholson. Oh, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, I mean, it's just basically about how that's exactly it. L.A. is yeah. a dust, dust bowl, and it's one- one river coming down. If you cut it off, it all goes away. I don't remember that movie where we watched, except for the fact he got his nose cut. I remember that. Well, it's that it's the movie that most screenwriters call the greatest script ever. Wow. My house is in that movie. Your house is yeah. in that movie? <laughs> yeah. No really? Shit. Yeah. Wow. It's cool. It freaked me out when I watched it. 
Oh, it's in Burbank? Yeah. The old Burbank. Burbank was a different animal. You ever go to Jerry's Deli in Woodland Hills and you see what the valley used to look like back in the day? Oh, yeah. They have all these like 1920 photos and shit. It's yeah. big photos of like- It's all farmland and farms, ranches. Farms. Ranches. Yeah. I, you know, there's a real issue here and in Texas. Texas is, they're really worried about it in Texas too with drought. That there, there's been no fucking rain, and they don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Like if it continues on this path, we literally like there are lakes, like not Lake Austin, but Lake Travis in Austin, that is half the size that it used to be. Yeah. There's some photos of California lakes that show, like, see if you can find that photos of California lakes that show how bad the drought is. Just, just Google that. Because I'm surprised it's not worse. You know, we were just up in Yosemite and we went rafting, and there was plenty of fucking water. Yeah, that's a good spot. You know, if you go to the good spots, you're yeah. going to be all right. But See, That's why I'm going to go to Canada, um, actually, September 9th through 11th at the um, Alberta. <laughs> I'm plugging my dates. Well, the, well where is it? <laughs> Where are you going? Alberta, Edmonton. Uh, what's the name of the club up Look there? Look at the photos. Left and right. Look at left and right. Yeah. September 9th through 11th. So you said all the water. This is only a like three years difference, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it is three yeah, years difference. Holy it's shit. Insane. And then, Look at you still look like look what it looks like now. I mean, climactic change is supposed to happen over thousands of years, not five. I don't know about that. I don't know if that's necessarily true because there have been some radical climactic changes that have happened throughout history that have happened almost instantaneously. Yeah, there's some. Uh, there was some Discovery Channel show that was talking about uh, these various land masses of uh, these various um, uh, contours or weird things that you could see on the ground and that scientists had I'm, I'm pulling this out of my memory but scientists had realized that this whole thing had to have occurred like in the course of a, a small amount of time like over a couple of days yeah that these insane geological features had been created whether it's through soil samples i think it was like soil samples like they tested the soil at the top and the soil at the bottom was all the same age like the carbon dating i think like the yucatan peninsula in mexico was a giant tsunami that settled on top of the land and slowly just fucking dribble down for thousands of years yeah. until what was left is, uh, is you know, this, uh, what's now very lush, and but it was underground for, for all in one fucking day, it went underwater. Wow, that's yeah. fucking nuts. But that happens. It's just we have such a limited amount of time that we're referring to or that we're referencing when we're looking at climate change. We're only looking at a couple of hundred years of yeah. accurate reporting. Yeah. You get past then, and it's just hearsay. And all those things that are in the past that people point to, like the stories of climactic change and cl cataclysmic disasters, those were all regional events that happened in some place where someone wrote about Mount, it. Mount Vesuvia. Yeah, well, there's that, but there's also like the Epic of Gilgamesh. You want to go way back, which is the same essential story in a lot of ways as the Noah's Ark story. Yeah. Where there's some giant goddamn flood. You know, there's some shit happens in your area. A fucking a, a big chunk of rock from space slams into the ocean near your town, and everybody dies. Everybody within 100 miles is dead. Right. And then someone writes about it. That's the thing about the Bible. Most religions are based on these catechisms. Like, the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelations, was written at the exact same time that Mount Vesuvius happened. And when they talk about fire and brimstone, that's what the guy was fucking looking at yeah. as he wrote it. So it got written in as, like, this is how the world ends. It's nuts. So the Bible, uh, apparently. Well, you know, they're all based on, it's not how the world ends, it's how the world ends there. If you go to Hawaii, everybody's fine. You, yeah. know? you know what I'm saying? It's like everybody reports on how fucked it is where they are. Yeah. But it's supposed to, because you're not supposed to stay 
Like, we get totally married to the idea of one geographic location. But if anybody's paying any attention to fucking history, what we know about North America is that 10,000 years ago, half of it was under a mile-high sheet of ice. There was no Wisconsin. Wisconsin didn't exist. Uh You had to cut through the fucking mile of ice to get to Minneapolis. Mm. I mean, there's no... You couldn't get to it. It wasn't there. So, like, this idea that that could be a place we're going, my family farm's always been here. We've been here since we were kids, and we're just not moving. Climate change, be gone. You know, oh, so you're talking about, like, when we were a nomadic civilization and just moved to where the weather was we right. Had, that's what people did. Yeah. I mean, that's what people have always done, and they did it because we didn't have the, we have this ridiculous ego now that we can kind of live in any climate. We'll fix it. I got air conditioning. We got our water coming in. Don't worry. I'm not worried about the hot. You know, like we, we have this idea that you could be in a totally inhospitable place and you could fix it with technology. And we're right for the most part, but if that technology fails, I had a guy on yesterday, Mike Baker, who's a guy from the CIA. He was a head of director of operations for the CIA. Now we uh, host a show on the Travel Channel. He's talking about how easy it is to break the fucking power grid. And that's what people should be worried about. There's yeah. not that much power. I mean, there's not that not, not that much difficulty shutting down a grid. Yeah. And there's only like a couple of grids that control the entire country. And if one of those right. goes down, it takes a long fucking time to come back it's up. It's happened before, you know, just in the last couple of years. Power grids go down and people are out for days. Yeah, and it could be longer. If something yeah. bad happens to a power grid, they could be Water down supply, for a long time. power grid. But um, power grid is the big one because power grid keeps people from being able to live in a place that's hot or cold. Yeah. Like once it goes down, like then you're off on your own. Like, do you really want. Oh, that's what I wanted to bring up. There's something I put up. Josh McDermott from The Walking Dead pulled this up and he tweeted it to me. And it's on my Twitter. I retweeted it. The craziest fucking story about a guy who lived in Maine. Okay, and when he was 20 years old, he disappeared and he went into live into the woods, never spoke a word to anyone, never, never interacted with people, said hi once to a guy that he found jogging. That's all or hiking and lived off the land, stole from people. They called him the hermit of uh, whatever the fuck he was. Did you find it? Yeah. I'm just Pull that shit up. Yeah, so it's like in a small town in Maine, he lived in the woods behind it. Exactly. He lived in the woods and stole from people for 20 years, 20 plus years. It's a crazy Would he story. steal just food? Batteries, food, clothes, everything he had, he had stolen. And people from this town, he would have been a mystery because no one knew if he was real or not. Wow. So he had been a guy like he'd steal people's candy. Like there, there was a guy who remembered that when he was 10 years old, someone stole all of his Halloween candy. And he couldn't believe it. And people would think you're crazy. Like he would steal your propane tanks and he would return, like he would replace them with an empty tank. And people would be like, what the fuck? I had a full propane tank. He would steal your grill. He had like a grill out there. And he lived in a tent. And he lived in a tent for 27 years. In Maine. Imagine those fucking winters. He's 47 years old now. Wow. He hasn't talked to anybody. And this is the only interaction that he's ever had with people. He's never been sick a day in his life. You think he'll do time? Oh, yeah, he'll do time. But it's all misdemeanor charges. Yeah, but it's a thousand of them. They got to prove them all. Yeah. He's got all the stuff. 
It's all he has. Right, right. I mean, he's going to do time. Yeah. It's, it's how much time he's going to do. I think they should give do. the guy a break. He's mentally ill. Fuck him. Lock him up. Ah! What, do you want him out there fucking robbing your house? But I love the myth. It's candy? like Bigfoot. It's like you. there's a rumor that mm-hmm. there's a guy that lives in the woods. I mean, yeah. how great is that to be a kid in that town? What's incredible that it turned out to be real. That's all these people yeah. had thought this for so long, and everyone was like, no, that's nuts. You're I think every nuts. town should have one guy who hides and steals shit from you. Just to keep you honest, make sure you're locking your gate at night. Yeah, but this is ridiculous because this guy had tools. He had break-in tools. Yeah. He would get into people's houses and their alarms would go off and he knew like how to get out of there just in time. Yeah. And so when their alarm would go off, he would fucking bail. I could see that as being not the A story in a, in a feature film, but like the B story. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> this is the guy that has to come out of his... He has to come out of his shell to try to save humanity because yes. he finds something the government's doing in the woods. No one's believing. That guy, he's crazy. Yeah. You know, he stole my kid's Halloween candy. Right. Meanwhile, he's out there and he's like, I'm telling you, they're plotting something really badly. I haven't talked to people in 27 years. Yeah. I live in a tent. <laughs> never been to a doctor. <laughs> he never, and he never meets got the sick. local kid. The kid hits a baseball over the fence and stumbles into him and they strike a relationship. Yeah. This and only he understands the man. This guy got busted by a game warden. There was a game warden who knew he was who was doing this. And so they set up this silent alarm. The alarm went off, and then this game warden showed up with a flashlight and a gun and, and p- p- blinded him with a flashlight and pointed the gun on him and said, get on the ground. And then they caught him. Nah. This, this guy was like, for all these years, he was a, a myth. He I just, just can't imagine getting through... Those winters in Maine. Unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. It doesn't get any colder than that. It's and about it's wet cold. Yeah. It's about as miserable as you can get on Earth without being in Alaska, I guess, like northern Alaska. Because it's on the ocean. It's on the on the mm-hmm. northern Atlantic. I bet he stole something like maybe a a doghouse or he made some kind no. of house. No, 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 no. He no. lived in a tent. Wow. He stole the tent. But he lived in a tent. He stole everything he had, except his glasses. He had the same glasses that he wore in high school. It's incredible. I mean, the guy was like, he had a high school yearbook. He's wearing these glasses. And then he's like, you know what? I don't like people. Fuck this. He never saw the internet. He's never gotten an email. He's never watched a television show. He hasn't seen anything in 27 years. What do you do? Read All books. Day. Guy read books. Oh, he stole books and mm-hmm. read them? Yeah, loved books. Like Tom Clancy books, stole people's books, had a stack of books. Hmm. Yeah. What if he broke his glasses? It's hard oh to steal my glasses. God. Yeah. It'd be You're like t- that Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, that's what Burgess Meredith. Yeah. Crazy story though, man. Because, wow. Because you know, you hear about stuff like that and you're always like, that's bullshit. There's no guys living twenty seven fucking years in the woods in Maine. But yes, there was. Yeah. Yes, there was. And we in gotta find out why what there's a reason why he left and went in the woods. <sighs> Mental illness, I would imagine. Did you read Into the Wild? Yes. It's kind of like that. There was like a, something that drove, and it wasn't like an event that made that guy. He wasn't traumatized. Mm-hmm. You know, I think his parents had divorced and he took it hard, but basically he just had a spirit that needed to be away from man. He, he couldn't handle man. But he didn't like it when he was out there. That's the thing um, that they, they, they talked about it a little bit in the movie. You know, he was like, all this beauty doesn't mean anything if there's no one to share it with. I think mm-hmm. that was the quote. But what, what I didn't like about the movie is the movie altered the book. In the book, the reality of how the guy died, the reality of how he died is he got injured and then he starved to death. Yeah. And in the book, there was one version of it. And in the movie, they tried to make it that he ate some poisonous plant, that he fucked up and ate the wrong plant and died. No, I remember in the book, they did mention that as a possibility. 
They didn't say ultimately that's what it was. I think they were pretty sure that he starved to death. Yeah. Yeah. There was not. It's not not easy to get food, man. Right. It's not easy. It's it's the idea of living off the land is ridiculous. Well, I think he had planned on getting out before winter set in, and he missed the window, <sighs> and so he got stuck out there. Well, he was only a few miles from people too. Oh no shit. Yeah. I mean. Look, that area, like you're in Alaska, Alaska is incredibly remote, but I don't believe he was more than like five or ten miles away from civilization. I think the, you know, poor fucking guy, there was people that could have helped him that were right there. I wonder if there's a tourist spot where the bus was that he was living in. Because he like had a van or a bus or something. Yeah, it was like a school bus. Didn't he find it out there or something and move into it or something? It was like a broken down bus. But that was sad, man. Because look, you can do it like Survivor Man's done it. But you got to be fucking prepared. Mm. If you if you want to live in the woods by yourself, man, you better have plenty of food. You better have plenty of ammo if you're going to hunt. You better have some way of stockpiling plants if you're not going to hunt. You got to figure out how you're going to eat. You got to have a serious understanding of nature. You know what stuff you can eat, what you can't. How to build a fire. How to yeah. you know there's a, like how to predict the weather to some yeah. degree. It's probably really hard to do, but you should be at least be able to survive. Like, there's a bunch of those shows um, that are about people living in Alaska. Mm. There's a bunch of those shows now. But one of the crazy ones is Life Below Zero. And in Life Below Zero, there's a couple of these guys that have cabins. And they live out. And all they do all day is go out and get food. Whether it's fishing or hunting, they shoot caribou and they hang them. And this one guy, his name is Glenn, and he has, like, this little shack that he's prepared up there in in Alaska and he lives in this little shack and it's by a lake and he has to drill holes in the lake to pull his water out or he takes snow and he melts it down that's the only way he gets so water. no electricity just a fire just a fire and he makes all of his fire um, he doesn't use matches because he feels like you could lose your matches so he has this thing like an old-school Indian thing he bites down on it he holds it in a stick and the stick is attached to these two ropes like a like a um, or a rope rather in a bow like almost like one of those things that you would play fiddle with yeah and he goes like this with it he bites it down so he holds it in place just goes and then he goes back and forth and the friction creates sparks and then he uses that to start up tinder that's the only way he makes fire wow. And this guy's out there just shooting things and eating them. But the crazy thing is, like, he's happy. Like, he enjoys it. He lives as a hermit for, like, four or five months out of the year. And he does that. And then occasionally he he has a family, apparently. Like, he's (laughs) divorced from his wife, but he has kids. So he goes into town. And he does it during the winter months. Yeah, he does it through the winter. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't know how much of it is for the show. That's a real issue when you're watching these goddamn shows. You don't know how much of this they're doing. Like they said, well, hey, would you be willing to live out there f- through the winter? Like, yeah, maybe he only does it during the summer normally, but he did it in the winter on TV. But what's weird is like when I when we stayed in Yosemite, we had to put all our food in these bare safes that were like reinforced steel mm-hmm. because any food at all, they're going to come find it. But what do you do when you've got an elk hanging outside of your cabin? It's constantly fighting off grizzlies. This guy's constantly, he shoots grizzlies, he's constantly fighting them off, they find out about his stash, and you know, he has to like, when he shoots an animal, he has to be very careful approaching it, because if a bear gets to the animal before he does, like a lot of times you shoot an animal, and the animal will run off to die, like, because they have a lung, they have, they're full of air, you know, their lungs are, a bullet will go through one lung, the animal runs, it might take 10-15 minutes for it to die if you don't hit it perfectly. Yeah. So he has to track the animal. But by the time he gets it and the animal's down, he has to decide if he shoots the animal, like, say, like, if it gets dark at 7, and he shoots the animal at 6, and he's tracking it, 
if he goes too far, he's got to go, I got to get home before it gets dark because he doesn't have flashlights. Yeah. He's not using any of that shit. Okay, I got to leave this animal there. So then he has to go out first light. So he goes out in the morning to find the animal and sometimes something's found it already, like nocturnal animals. So he might get to his carcass of all of his meat. This is what he needs. He shot this animal, but there's a wolf on it or there's bears on it or something along those lines. I mean, it's serious shit. Wow. But that that excitement about being out there like that for this guy is like this giant charge. Yeah. That's what he loves to do. He doesn't want to deal with taxes. He doesn't want to deal with jobs. He doesn't want to deal with bosses. He's just got this little shack that he built himself and he can sell skins. So like he can, um, he can get like, he can trap, he can trap animals like lynx and you know, all these different animals and sell their skins and make money. So that's where he gets his money from. And then from that money, he'll buy like bullets and guns and things yeah. along those lines. And everything else, he's just living off the land. So he yeah. lives off the land like for months and months at a time with not, well, no contact with Doesn't people. speak to another human being for four months. Well, he's doing it now because he's talking to cameramen, yeah. obviously, and producers, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure there's people there that are kind of directing It must be weird along. for him because he, clearly he doesn't want to be around people. And when you got a camera crew around you around the clock, yeah. you got no space at all. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's only during the day, and then they have specific times where they film, like they need to get some nighttime content, or yeah. they need to get some content of him. Like, they've got uh, different ones. There's a, a couple of different guys, and one guy's a, um, he's a, uh, a hunting guide. His name's Eric, and he's a, a hunting guide, so he takes people hunting, and then when he's not doing that, then he has his own spot, but he has a generator, and he has uh, actual electricity, and he's a bit, he has like... He drives around in four by fours, those little, you know, those little things, those Polaris things. Yeah. Those, and they, that's how he, in snowmobiles, actually snowmobiles is really the way he does it. And that's how he gets around. He uses a snowmobile to travel through the woods and check his trap lines and stuff. So he's like step up from this guy. Like a little, he has a generator, has power, a little bit more technological, but you know, you go all the way back to that guy and he's not even using matches. You know, yeah. these fucking guys, they're, they're loving it. That's what's crazy. It's like the challenge and the thrill of life changes because they're tuned in. That's the, what they always talk about. Like when you're out here, it's so exciting because you're tuned in to nature. Mm. You know, like he was, he was, they're hunting all these different animals and some of them they're hunting for furs and some, which I don't like, you know, when I, when I see people hunting shit for furs, I'm always like, man, that's kind of yeah. fucked up. But when I watch these guys do it, I don't, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that they're shooting these animals only for their furs. Because, like, this guy doesn't have any other way to get money. Yeah. I mean, this is what he's chosen to do. And there's a reason why. I mean, they try to keep the populations of a lot of these animals in check. And so they need people like this to do that. But it's just it's such a weird way of life to watch. And I always watch and go, could I do that? That's why these shows are so popular. These Alaska shows are huge, yeah. and they they're keep making a million of them. But, you know, I could say on the on the slightest scale of this, when I go camping, I feel so good. I come yeah. back refreshed. I feel like I'm connecting with my family like I never do. There's mm -hmm. no cell phones. We're talking. We're doing projects like lighting a fire, cooking some food, putting the tents up, mm -hmm. going for a hike. And you think... You know, I always bring a book or some games. I never get to that shit. Your day yeah. is full. Yeah. It's a, it's a relaxing but invigorating way to spend your time. It's weird. Yeah. But I think people need trees. 
I think like being around that stuff, like walking on dirt and being around trees, we don't need it obviously, but I think there's a certain energy that you get from that environment that's refreshing. It feels good. Yeah. I mean, be. every religion talks about it's all, all the answers are in nature. You mm-hmm. know, you read Whitman and Thoreau. It's all about go to wall and pond, just get off the grid, and that's the only way you can live. Yeah. And it's like, even if it means taking a hike. Every other day, just get out in nature. All the answers are there. You you ponder the cycles. You see a flower dying, and you think about, oh, there's some horse shit. That's going to make this grow. And you see a bird feeding something. Like You just see how life really works on a base level, and I think it kind of gets you in sync. Yeah, I think what we're doing by creating cities is awesome. I mean, we're stockpiling food. It makes it easy to get around your car. It's it's nice to be able to visit your friends. You just drive across town. Hey, what's up, everybody? And everybody fucking, it's, it's green light means go. Red light means stop. <laughs> you know, it's all good. We've yeah. got a nice system. But I think we're missing out on a lot of shit, man. I think we're missing out on a lot of the feeling that you get from just being a person. I think that's one of the reasons why we're so detached from our the the actions that we're doing as far as like polluting, as far as like dumping plastic into the ocean. We're so detached from it because in cities, we're only seeing this human-created stuff. But when you see like a beer can... You see a beer can in a parking lot. Say if you walk into a parking lot and see a smashed Budweiser can, it doesn't really freak you out. Mm. But when you see a Budweiser can in the woods, it's a real bummer, man. Yeah. It's a real bummer, you know? I've seen people throw cigarettes out, like, on a parking lot, and it's gross, but it seems normal. But I see, I saw a dude once throw a cigarette out in the woods, and I go, pick that up, man. What yeah. the fuck are you doing? All We're right. out here in the woods. It's right. beautiful out here. And you just lit your cigarette, threw it on the ground, stepped on it. Fuck you. Well, and that's what the ocean is. It's forever been a dumping ground. I mean, yep. just, just. I mean, so did you hear about the uh, the the uh, trash continent that oh, disappeared? Yeah. Disappeared. It disappeared. What do you mean it disappeared? Somebody just told me yesterday that the thing that's been floating out in the ocean that's the size of Australia is no longer there. I don't think it's that big. It's pretty big. I think it's like Texas size, but it's uh, yeah. the Pacific garbage patch is what they right. call it. Right. Disappeared. Really? Yep. Wow, I didn't hear that. And, you know, when you think about, like, uh, it's just too easy to dump shit into the uh, 99% missing. Oh, my God. (coughs) 99% missing. It's reached the food chain. Oh, God. Yeah. Ocean patches mysteriously disappearing. What the fuck? There was a guy who I had on who was a a seasteader. He's uh, got this idea of, oh, we're running out of time. But he, they, we were talking about this uh, 19-year-old kid who figured out a way to pull plastic out of the ocean, use some sort of a large machine. And he's done it on a small-scale basis. skateboards out of it? Uh, no. We talked about that. Right. I think the last time you were here. Okay. Some guy down in Mexico, right? Right, he's right. doing that. No, this was uh, a guy who figured out how to clean out the Pacific garbage patch and reuse that plastic. Oh, yeah? Yeah, on a small scale. They've, uh, they've shown it like... Um, What's that called? Proof of concept on a small scale. Yeah. So it's now it's a matter of implementing it on a large scale. But if it's all fucking sinking into the ocean, that's not good. It's like that Gulf oil spell. Like yep. where to go? Not good. It's gone. But the reality is of that, the ocean is so fucking big. If you do cap it eventually, everything will recover. It's obviously not good. But the mm-hmm. reality is oil leaks from the ground floor for the ocean floor. Also, yeah. I mean, it does it all the time. Like throughout the California coast, you could find natural oil that is leaked out of the bottom of the ocean, yeah. like the ocean floor. The same way we can go in and get it with a pipe, it can actually come through in some spots. Yeah. So the ocean is not worried about that amount of, it's fucked up and gross. And for the people that live in that area, disgusting, yeah. awful, evil, 
all the above, but the whole ocean, it's like, come well, on. You, it's you like know what zit. the worst was is when the, uh, when the Soviet Union went down, they got uh, all, these, all these classified documents came out about the nuclear program. For like 40 years, they were taking raw nuclear waste and just dropping it in the Sea of Japan. Just <laughs> take it out, throw it overboard. Motherfucker. And we're eating sushi. Well, that's how the Somali pirates started, you know? Yeah. The Somali pirates, before they called themselves Somali pirates, they called themselves the Volunteer Coast Guard of Somalia. And the reason why they started doing this, they started going out and capturing European boats that were dumping toxic waste off the coast, killing off all their fish. Oh, so yeah? So they would hold them for ransom. And then they realized, you know what? We get a lot more than this than we do doing fishing. Yeah. So fuck fishing. Let's just become kidnappers. Right. So they became kidnappers and started making millions of dollars. Give a man a fish, he'll eat for a day, but... Take a bunch of people hostage. That's a fucking month's worth of money. Hey, now. This podcast was brought to you by DraftKings. Was it? Is that what you call it? Yep. What's the, 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 the URL? Uh, DraftKings.com. No, no, no. There's a URL like you you, you add Code something in there. Code word, Rogan. Code word Rogan. Rogan. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. I never get these things correct. Okay, DraftKings.com. Enter in the code word Rogan for free entry now at DraftKings.com. Get get on that fantasy football train and make yourself some money. I can't believe you can really make money, but uh, you can. You're, you get your piece of $5 bucks during kickoff week at DraftKings.com. Use the code word Rogan, and you can try it for free. Enter for free. Give it a shot, you fucks. And uh, Greg Fitzsimmons, what's your website? GregFitzsimmons.com, Fitzdog.com. The, uh, my new one-hour special from Comedy Central is now on Hulu for free. Good Life Lord. on stage. Check that out. And then if you want to see my bullshit live, I'll be in uh, Edmonton on September 11 through 13, and then Atlanta, October 13 to 15. Glorious. Go to Greg's website. Something We're like out of time. We love the fuck out of you people. See you next week. Big kiss. Mwah. <laughs>